Thankful people, welcome to our humble abode, the FanDuel Thunderdome. On this Feel Good Friday, January 27th, 2023, this sports show starts now. Football! Has its championship weekend starting tomorrow. Now, the games are on Sunday, but we enter championship weekend Mm -hmm. in less than 24 hours. Let's get excited. Let's find out who the two teams are going to be, who are going to be vying for Lombo in Phoenix, Arizona. Who's going to be crowned the kings of the NFL Mm. in the 2022-2023 NFL season? Four teams are left. Wow. The best four teams have made it. To the AFC and NFC Championship. Mm -hmm. And obviously you can say that every single year, but if you go back to about week 13, week 14, maybe even week 12, you would have been able to put your finger on these four teams. And maybe the Buffalo Bills would have been in there instead of the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Cincinnati Bengals have obviously been using that as motivation. But nonetheless, Joey Burrow and the boys are ready to go into Kansas City and take on the Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs, who obviously have an ailing quarterback who does doesn't look bad yeah. at all. An entire point swing, a favorite flip has happened since Patrick Mahomes' ankle has been revealed as not as nearly as injured as mm-hmm. anybody could have expected, including Patrick Mahomes. And on the NFC side, the Philadelphia Eagles and the 49ers kind of quiet this Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Both sides. All conversation has been around Patrick Mahomes and his ankle and the AFC side. The NFC side, not a lot of chatter. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? We will dive into it all today. We'll make our official picks. We will break down things that nobody else is breaking down because that's what this show does. Mm-hmm. That's what this program's in about. And today on this Feel Good Friday, we're going to have a blast. The Talks to Tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Boys, how you doing? Fantastic, pal. How you doing? Today, uh, Boston lost both. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, last night, both the uh, Bruins and the Celtics lost last night. Yeah. First time that's happened in a long time. You guys are fucking dead. Hey, yeah, congrats, congrats, like, congrats hell of a run. on them being the uh, football season champs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good run. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no one's paying attention. <laughs> uh, Bruins still going to break the record. But, hey, when you know both teams are the one seed in their respective leagues, you get everybody's best shot, and that's what we want. So we'll be just fine come you know April, May, when this stuff really starts. To now, basketball and hockey do not matter right no, now, except no. for if the Pittsburgh Penguins are Hell playing. Yeah. Welcome back, Chris Letang. They obviously win as soon as he returns. That guy's big-time handsome and big-time awesome. They now, beat the Caps last night, right? Uh, turns out Ovechkin was just sitting in his fucking office there during one power play, and I got it tweeted to me about 100 times. <laughs> Ovechkin was actually sitting there with his stick like this, just standing there like this during a power play, just parked in his office. Sure. As the puck was getting passed around, just standing like this, and then all of a sudden the fucking kick goes, goal. All right, see you later. That's Ovechkin. And that's, it doesn't matter right now, though. Well, the Pens exactly. never played them him before, so why would they know that that's It doesn't worse. matter. He does it to everyone. He's literally done it to every team in the league for about 15 years now. No one's stopping it. Yeah, and that's just how it's going to be. And follow-up, nobody cares about hockey right now. No. Mm-hmm. To be clear, uh, we will care at some point, and that's Absolutely. when the Pens are making a run mm-hmm. for the Stanley Cup for Lordo. I worry about uh, that. Yeah, a lot of people are, including myself, if you watch any of their games. That team doesn't look fast enough to win a Stanley Cup. But, hey, we knew that going into the season. The Celtics, though, I watched that game last night. Yeah. Don and out. Huge comeback to put that thing in overtime. Massive. Mm-hmm. And Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown. 
two missed free throws to, yeah. to basically uh, win that thing at the end. Yeah, and then, down by one. And then Randall laughing in his face, and then he goes down there and drains it on the other end. That's and obviously, sweet. there's a lot of shout-outs to Kobe because yesterday was the anniversary. If you want to call an anniversary as a positive thing, this would be a negative thing of when Kobe and Gia passed away in that helicopter crash alongside some other people. So there was a lot of great quotes coming out of a lot of players talking about it. Randall talked about it immediately mm-hmm. after the game. I was watching along. But nonetheless, the Celtics suck. So do the Bruins. Well, Boston's dead. Yeah, no, I absolutely. wouldn't say that. Yeah, that's a shame. Absolutely. That's a shame that's that that's taking no, place. No, We're bummed. That's a great city. Not yeah, at all. it is. It uh, is? Ty, speaking of dead, mm-hmm. um, are the Packers dead? Oh, God, we'll see, huh? Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> we'll see. Nathaniel Hackett hired as the offense coordinator for the New York Jets. That does not worry Seeing me. Seeing a lot more people start piecing it together. That is strictly because of the Aaron Rodgers move. Yeah. Sure. Bob Sala, head coach of the New York Jets, at his press conference, we are committed to bringing in a veteran quarterback. Is that veteran quarterback Aaron Rodgers now that they signed Nathaniel Hackett? And if you fully embrace the Jordan Love era that is on its way, that could potentially be happening just next year. No, not really, because it's kind of one of those things where until Rodgers isn't on the roster, I'm not even going to think about that. There's no reason to to you know put the cart before the horse and act like he's gone and the, the next phase of Packer football is here. I don't think... Nathaniel Hackett being the Jets OC's uh, done deal. Oh, Rodgers is going there. Everyone did this last year when he got the the Broncos head coaching yeah. job. Hey, it's it's a done deal. You know they're a quarterback away. They're going to get Rodgers. That's why they hired Hackett. That didn't happen. I'm not so sure this is going to happen. So at, at this moment in time, no, I'm not worried about it. If you know things start to move a little bit uh, more in that direction then we'll cross that bridge when it comes. But at this point, Well, too, that's what Do- Joe Judge kept saying to Mac Jones whenever uh-huh. Mac Jones would have questions. Right? Exactly. Mac yeah. Jones said, we'll cross that bridge whenever it comes, and it will come live in the game, and then Mac Jones would act like a little bitch on the field. And that mm-hmm. was mostly probably because he was saying literally exactly what I asked if it was going to happen. Happy, You guys didn't have answers for me. You're supposed to be the greatest coaching staff on mm-hmm. earth. Allegedly, that is what's being yes. reported. Uh, let's also talk about some more breaking news that's happening around the NFL, including the Jets and the Packers. Uh, LaFleur, little yeah. brother of head coach of the Packers, LaFleur, mm-hmm. is now the offense coordinator with the Rams and Sean McVay. All come from that same Shanahan-McVay tree. Yep. So the Jets fire their offense coordinator and younger brother, LaFleur. Mm-hmm. He is now back with the Rams. Tyron Diggs, this means Zach Wilson's going to the Los Angeles oh, Rams? Either Zach Wilson, Mike White, or Flacco. I, I was trying to figure out which one the Rams want. Uh, probably Fla- Flacco. Flacco's Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. One Makes half sense. of the hammer, Dad. Cowboys, Tyron Diggs. Anything we need to be keeping an eye on as we go into this championship weekend, pal, when it comes to the gambling? Because we only have a couple weeks left to really win all the money we possibly can from those assholes at FanDuel. Yeah, as far as the gambling concern, uh, Niners-Eagles opened up 2.5, stayed 2.5. That's where it is all weekend long. Or it's been all week long. The movement, Chiefs opened up favorites, went to dogs, back to favorites. Now I reached what out. What does that mean? I reached out to a source. Okay. I was told that early sharp money was coming in on the Bengals, oh. which led to them becoming the favorites. And then once the videos of Mahomes coming out and started and, and in the press conference and his ankle and practice and stuff like that, they've had more and more Chiefs money coming in. So that's what led to the move back to the Chiefs being the favorite. But if you look at the FanDuel site and it shows where the money's at now, which is a nice little addition to the FanDuel uh, site, the money is still this weekend on the Bengals and on the Eagles. Over 70%, I believe, in both. That's crazy wow. to think of because they're going into Arrowhead, which is obviously 142 decibels, the loudest stadium in the history of stadiums. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, for that information on the New Heights pod, just reminding everybody, whenever he was asked about the Burrowhead situation, 
frustration with what Eli Apple and the boys were saying on the sideline while they're beating the Buffalo Bills, a camera shoved in their face, and they're obviously feeling themselves in that moment. Oh, yeah. Just completely locked down Josh Allen and Buffalo. A lot of stats coming out about Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Josh Allen is getting dragged. And I think this is good for Josh Allen because it feels yeah. like Josh Allen's going to eat all this mm-hmm. and come back better than ever. But this Buffalo Bills team, I think, let down a lot of people. And since a lot of people were let down by the Buffalo Bills, now a lot of people who had a lot of hope in the Buffalo Bills are trying to tear down the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, most specifically. What? His numbers were compared to Jared Goff's numbers this year. Right. And no offense, Jared Goff. That's not good, whenever no. that's taking place, if you're Josh Allen. Certainly a fascinating uh, situation, but the Chiefs is the Chiefs. Chiefs win this and then go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. We're talking we're in the middle of a dynasty right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, big time. Sure. We're talking we're in the middle of a dynasty right now with yeah. the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, not only AFC Championship and obviously the last, last or lost last year, but they've already won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Already got an MVP. Andy Reid already cemented his like, first ballot, obviously, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Patrick Mahomes already cemented in his young career first ballot Hall of Famer. Travis Kelsey already cemented first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. So you're talking about uh, we're in the middle of a potential dynasty. They would have to win again. Yes. And they're 30% of the money, and that's all because of the ankle, you think? Or is it because everybody's starting to recognize that this Bengals team is a bunch of dogs who aren't scared to go into your trap and take your trap? Early in the week, I, th- I think it was a mixture of the ankle and just how dominant the Bengals looked uh, against the Bills. Um, and then, obviously, the Chiefs did not cover again. So, like, when, when you just continuously don't cover, better start yeah, to... 32 seconds left, hit a field goal, it's meaningless, mm-hmm. and then onside kick, and then you don't cover. They're 2-8-1 right? against the spread in their last 11 games. So, like, when you continuously... They're a great football team, but when you continuously don't cover, betters, betters don't forget that. And when the Bengals are the I've best... I've lost a lot of money on this. The Bengals oh, are yeah. the best ATS team in the NFL. I think a lot of that has to do with it as well. It's like, hey, these, this team has been good to me all year as far as winning money. This team has not been good to me all year as far as winning money. is. This team looked great against the Bills. This one got backdoored against the Jaguars, and there was a fumble in the red zone, stuff like that, and the ankle and stuff. I, I think that's probably why you're seeing it that way. So the, the spread, and I feel like we talk about this mm-hmm. once a year probably, it's not necessarily what they think is going to happen in the game. It's the number that they think they'll be able to get the most – Similar amount of money on both sides, right? Yeah, they they want basically the book's goal is to get ideally is to get money equal money on each side, so that no matter who wins or loses the game, they still get juice the juice, yeah. which is the minus one ten, the ten cents that you're paying on the dollar, uh, so that they make all that money and they don't lose any of the side money. That's the situation. I mean, I don't think it, it rarely happens like that, or sometimes the books just feel strong enough about the side and they don't move. Correct, like seventy percent of the money on the Bengals. Who knows what's going to come in late? Because we still got another like Saturday day oh, yep. and sure. Sunday morning. Yep. Exactly. There's still a lot of time for the sharp uh, money, which I believe Ten Diggs and Gump and the boys at Hammer Down were for a little bit. I don't know if they still are. I don't know if you still Depends are. on the sport. AJ Hawk certainly on a heater right now, and yep. we are going to utilize his brain to put together our super boost for championship weekend because we need to hit another one. Hell yeah. We hit last week. We hit this week. That means we're hitting in the Super Bowl. That's right. So that's just like indicator stuff. So we're definitely going to have that. But like the sharp money people are accounts that are flagged by sports books. Hey, these are smart gamblers. So whenever, whatever they're doing with their money, we need to take account for. So whenever they bank a bet, we are going to watch. There is an email that is sent. Hey, big fucking brain gambler just did this. Do we need to reset it? That happens. That's called the sharp money. There is a lot of late sharp money moves that happen. That's why you see a line change potentially like an hour before a game kicks off or 30 minutes before a game kicks off. Do we think they're already in? 
And they were on the Bengals they early? They normally get in early. Normally. Or yeah. like, or they'll get in early to, to attempt to move the line. But also, I read an article. Um, there's a certain state that came online recently um, that is pounding the Bengals, uh, which is also... Oh, it's not about the state of Ohio. Which is also sense. part of these numbers. Well, which is also a part of the boost that which we potentially been sent into our group from A.J. Hawk. PA's legal. Okay. Eagles are getting 70%. Ohio's legal. Bengals are getting seventy percent. I don't. I don't think that California's is a, not legal. Correct. Nope. I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm not sure about Kansas City and Missouri or Kansas and Missouri. I don't think to so. be honest. Missouri. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't so. think they are. So that would make a lot of sense. Part of it, yeah. That would be a part of it, and they got to calculate that. Sure. Wait, is this just our customers, or is this overall as a whole? Certainly a fascinating thing that's taking place. We got good games. Oh, yeah. unbelievable! I completely games. forgot about Bengals Chiefs. Yes, yeah. this year late mm-hmm. game. Too. Foxy just showed uh, showed the commercial of it yesterday, where we talked about it immediately afterwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we actually the quote that I say in there is, "Boys, we got to watch a playoff game just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Here it is: AFC Championship game. Two dogs, right? Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Joe Burrow, two mm-hmm. dogs. Mm-hmm. Team surrounded by absolute dogs. They're going to compete. We're not talking about just a team getting." blown out and quitting and looking bad. I don't think either of these teams have the capability of doing that. No. And then whenever you look at the Niners and Eagles, you're talking about good versus good yet again. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is going to be a fucking great Sunday. I think the NFL is very excited about what's taking place. Yeah, this feels like the best championship Sunday that we've had in a long, long time. And when you're thinking about the gambling part of it, like the Chiefs record against the spread's terrible, they haven't had any spreads, you know, below True. three. You know, Like, this is a one and a half. A lot half. of those are eight and a half. Exactly. Right. Nine and a half. Yep. I think they had a twelve and a half. For oh, one yeah, point for sure. that they didn't hit, mm-hmm. like I just I only know that because I've bet on I've bet on them every single time. Did somebody just? I think it was an avalanche. Is that snow off the roof? I wouldn't let everybody know. We're in the middle of a football conversation. We will certainly do this for another <laughs> two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. We have started the relationship building process with the murder of crows that live on the property. Yep, that's right. smart. So a murder is what you call a flock of crows. Mm -hmm. And the murder of crows that came with this property when we purchased it are a badass group of crows. Oh, yeah. Muggers. We're talking about some dogs Mm -hmm. as crows. This particular murder rolls deep. They roll thick. And they are menaces. Mm -hmm. Blowing out our windows up here because they know know the way the building is built. They know when they can get in, where they can't get in. They know everything about this place. They sit on all of our cars, shit on them all, let them know that we're in their property. So today I tried to go shake their hunts. Gave them a donut. We learned on the internet they also like peanuts. We'll be bringing those in. Mm -hmm. And allegedly crows, once they see your face, they will recognize you again. And if you feed them, they appreciate it. So we are trying to shake the hunts Mm -hmm. of this murder of crows. That started today. I think that's going to help with a lot of the other shit we have going on around here. Yeah, it's a smart move because the one thing you don't want to do is cross these things, especially when you got a murder like we crossing cross. No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, we already know their affinity for Bill's truck. You know, they kind of hang it whenever we get in here. They kind of just hang out in his truck bed. I don't know what he's got, what it smells like back there. That could be part of the reason, but. You know, giving them an olive branch today, like, this is a good start. This is a good start because we, you know, we we go too much farther along down this road without kind of, as you say, you know, trying to shake their hands. We might have we might have a, a serious issue on our hands. There was a chance some of these crows are going to be living in here just a couple weeks ago whenever yeah. they blasted out all of our windows. Yeah. And you think, like, crows don't just blast out windows, do they? They do. They yeah. do. They would get up here, and they would tag each other out. They were a tag team. Yep. Smart. One crow would pink, 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 pink. And then another one will come in, same exact spot. 
That one will go rest on Bill's truck. Yep. Come back, hit it again. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to befriend these fucking things. I think it's the right play. Yeah. And I think if anything we've learned about crows, they will remember this and they will appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, to be clear, those are real birds. Well, the the crow real bird is in the air right now. I said this. I'm going to have to do a little more inspecting, especially as we're you know watching them consume food. Let's see them digest it. Let's see what it comes out as, and also let's see what happens with the internet here. I'm you know looking around right now. Some of the lights, you know, they're on, but we'll see how long that lasts. I want to see what the repercussions are from these birds because, sure, feeding them is great. If we miss a feeding, if we give them something they don't want, oh, no, you're saying what we, is the yeah? What, sure. What's going to happen? One of those crows going to do after? Maybe we give them cashews by accident and not peanuts. Are they going to get pissed? Are they going to turn all our lights? Well, off? we wouldn't do that because we're not fucking buffoons. Yeah. Sure, crows can do physics. I learned earlier. So, what's that? Crows can do physics. Problems. They can because also the way use... they broke down the donuts there. No, I read it on the internet. The crows. Yeah, it was apparently they understand. can use human tools as yes. well. Yeah. Also, yeah. cashew superior not so I would think they would be pleasantly. No, well, that, I don't think the crows feel that way. Their palates are a little bit differently. Allegedly, peanuts are the unsalted peanuts are. See, this is what I'm talking. About. I mean, avalanche. they know what we're talking about now, and <laughs> that was a big old sheet. Eyes camera's actually shaking. Yeah, yeah. See, that, this is why I'm worried. Because look, you fed them, and now they're hungry. They got to taste the oh, donuts. So you think they're going up there and breaking yep. apart yeah. the glacier yeah. that yeah. is on the ceiling? I'm worried yeah, they might be disrespected by just one donut. No, I gave them two. I gave them a dong. I gave them a dong. Exactly. And how do we know that they donuts. don't think that's you know? Hey, well, what are you giving us this one for? Yeah. Why is this one not round like the other one? Just real quick though, there's a family of deer on the property as well. Mm-hmm. We're gonna look out for Fuck them. them. Okay. As the person in charge, we will be looking out for them. The negative Nick in the back will not be a part of any of the decision-making there. Nick was supposed to take care of the garden outside. He has refused to do so. It's a cemetery. So everything Nick says, we got to remember, means nothing whenever it comes to the entire Thunderdome and how it will be treated and everything like that. Deer or menace? The deer, we're going to take care of the deer. The crow, though, the crows are something we need to get them on our side. Bruce looked up that the crows will actually protect us. Mm Mm-hmm. The crows will look out for us if we're giving them food. Now, what happens when we stop giving them food? That's a good question. But we got enough food to go around for these fucking, this fucking murder of crows. That's Absolutely. causing problems on here. Yeah. If we don't do business with the crows, we are going to be living in a world where the crows are trying to take us down every day anyway. Can't mm-hmm. have that. So we need to do business. We need to embrace these murder, this murder of crows. Sure. And we started that process today. Yeah, it feels like we've got a impending nature war on our hands. So because say the deer come up and we start feeding deer and these crows who are defensive, what happens if they see They're definitely feet? crows. They're real. But what happens, okay, for sake of argument, they're real. What happens if we see, you know, or the crows see us feeding deer, and then the crows say, well, those are our guys, and they're supposed to be feeding us. What the fuck? All of a sudden, we have eight blind deer out there because the crows poked their eyes out, and now we have dead deer on our property because crows got all jealous and pissed, and how did that start? Boom, we gave them donuts, and that's how this whole entire thing began. Nah, the crows and the deer have lived in harmony here for a long time. We don't have to worry about it. We, we moved into their property. Yeah, and then we fed one of them. 
We're now, also if we feed both of them together, and they're going to be riding each other and yeah. be fucking like I, the crow is potentially out. riding deer around. I'm yes. excited because well. the deer have accepted Mitt as one of their own. I'm excited to see if Mitt, the, will you come out here, please? If the crows oh. just start taking over Mitt's brain and uh, making him carry out their daily tasks, Mitt looks so cool. Yeah, this is, I just want everybody to know that we have a guy working in this office who looks cooler than you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on your best day. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, that sounds a little fishy, doesn't it? I don't I'm think there's that much ice up there. Maybe there Maybe is. The crows picked up Bill's truck and they. Can put they it hear top. that? Can people that are listening to this show hear what just happened? I doubt it. Yes, yeah, so you could easily. Hear it's that, it's literally like an earthquake type. It feels like the building is shaking because yes. something is happening to the roof. Is it the crows pecking through the ice, making gravity take over, and have the ice just fall off potentially? But that's been like three to four of them. I didn't know there was that much on top of our shit. Me neither. It's also still very cold Shout out. Shout roofer. Holding it down? <laughs> yeah. It is cold out, so it shouldn't be melting. I was going to say, you, the, I feel like they'd have to be really going to town to break apart this ice sheet. Mitt. What did I say? Mitt, I just saw you over there. Mitt. Unless they have metal beaks. Where is this guy, he dude? He's just standing oh, wait, there right he is. there. Mitt, can you oh. please come out here? Secret door entrance. I love it. Yeah. Quick zoom in on I this. Hell it. yeah. Was that like a blanket or a rug? It was definitely a blanket. I'd yep. like to give everybody a heads up that this guy that you're looking at that is looking so cool, just a couple months ago wasn't able to walk because he did a Ollie McTwist. That's uh-huh. right. And fractured his ankle and his shin yep. in a multiple places. Mm-hmm. And when we moved into this Thunderdome, you know, Mitt, youngest guy here, newest uh, employee here, has a lot of jobs. Yep, there he does. Moving into Thunderdome, a lot of those jobs, you know, would have been nice to have for the first two months sure. in this place. Absolutely. Couldn't, Mick couldn't do anything. No. Nope. Because Mick could not walk. Mitt has worked his ass off, right. got back healthy. Yep. Now he looks cooler than everybody. Hey, shout out to you, Mitt. Cool pants, Mitt. Hell yeah. Cool pants, Mitt. You need that Thank store you, name. Mitt. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Cowboys seemingly suck, but. Sorry. So the Lakers. Okay. So the Lakers, Lakers are bad too. Yeah. LeBron scoring forty. Oh, AD's back. It's fine. Yeah, he's back. AD Who? is back. AD's back. It's fine. We're fine. We're winning the championship. Yeah, he had twenty and ten in his first game back. Playoff push. Pretty good run actually. Then more, he twisted his ankle. You in his get first more game insightful back. breakdown like that. Hammer down every day. I don't even think we can shut that door from this side. So it's gonna like gravity do it. Boom. Not bad. How about that? We got a little trick door back here. Chuck came out through there a couple times for mm-hmm. Coach P's keys. That'll probably be where we come in whenever we have live audience here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which will be taking place in the off season. <sighs> got to have those crows right before. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's what I'm worried about. Or Once again, they, they see an unfamiliar face. Then what? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They could they could see a uh, perpetrator from a mile away. As a crow flies? Like, we should set up the line for people to go in definitely outside and have the crows checking IDs. Or people dressed as crows, like the Ravens Okay, just mascot. real quick, though, he's back, too. He, he had, had to go through, uh, oh, yeah, just, like, just like Mitt did. We have to befriend these crows if we're looking for them to work for us at all. I don't for know. For sure. Well, we could pay them. We are, with yeah, donuts. Exactly. Yeah, just gave them a jelly-filled donut and a long john. Yeah, Dude, have they eaten the long john? I don't know. I think we're learning that they are a little bit of a picky crew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bruce sprinkled nuts on it, so I think they did take it. How much is a donut in crow currency? A lot. Are we talking 200 crows? I don't think Similar it's Similar to the like, U.S. dollar to a yen. I, okay. But I don't think it's like jail where like they're holding that donut over somebody else's head no. for what you're talking about. That's always We should give them cigarettes. No matter Good what. Point. Let's call Rappaport. Let's get into some sports. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan, he's you on. 
Okay, nice. Good news. Here we go. How long has he been sitting on? Two seconds? Awesome. Perfect. He doesn't know fucking jack shit about Gross. No. no. Or anything. No. What he does know about, though, is tailgate takedown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And hopefully he knows a little bit about the NFL. Because normally when he comes on, especially this season, seemingly, he'll just say, oh, yeah, that sounds right. And then we hear him on Sunday, and it's like everything he told us just a couple of days before that, completely null and void. Right. Which is unbelievable to think about. Ladies and gentlemen, senior insider for the NFL, which is obviously the league, the website that the league owns, mm-hmm. the network that the league owns, what? and the streaming service, NFL Plus! Host of the Insiders, where he and two other insiders wear casual clothes and talk about their punditry from their inside information. <laughs> Host of the weekly wrap of the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, What's up? Rap, we got a murder of crows on a property here that we're trying to befriend because mm. they've been fucking running rampant around here. Shin, how's that working out? We gave him a donut this morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Worked out real well. Pretty good. They ate the donut. The one called the other one. Ah, mm-hmm. ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? In, grabbed yeah. oh, the yeah. donut. Then they kind of hovered around a little bit. Then I threw another donut out there to really try to win them over, you know, like you do with booze with all your sources. You right. just feed them right. booze, yep. feed them booze. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that. By with- the way, by the way, Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl, Super Bowl coming, prime seat and combine, prime season for that. For you to booze people up, become a source, get information, mm-hmm. keep it moving. Hey, let's go. Hey, get that liver ready. I know you've been skiing. Yep. I don't know if you've been drinking be as well. Get the liver ready for all this. But we're close with the Crows. Is the Senior Bowl still the Senior Bowl? Because they're rotating them now, right? In the NFL, committing a well, little bit more resources to others as well now, as opposed to just the Senior Bowl? Yeah, it, it is a little bit split. Like, the official staffs now are going to the East-West game. So the Patriots and their kind of new staff with Bill O'Brien, they're Hell going yeah. over to East-West. Um, so Senior Bowl's dead? It's not dead because there's still a lot of really good players at the Senior Bowl. And that's one. First now, year. there's some good players at East-West, too. But it feels like the bulk of the really good players are at Senior Bowl. Which until and unless that changes, it's still going to be kind of what it was. Like it's, I think it's good to have an alternative, and I think the East West is gaining like a lot more relevance and credence than it ever had. But if the Senior Bowl is still around, I think based on the name and the kind of players they they have and the kind of like personnel, like GM wise, that are there, it's still the Senior Bowl. I was wondering if you could potentially get the information. Senior Bowl had to do something in the NFL. Had to do something. Something had to happen. Because whenever I went to the Senior Bowl, and I think I was asked to go into the Hall of Fame of the Senior Bowl, I didn't do anything that was Hall of Fame worthy. I did go into the Senior Bowl, and I did have a successful NFL career. Now, granted, Senior Bowl, I was a kicker. In the NFL, I was a punter. Uh-huh. So kind of – and there was no real – couldn't – right, yeah. There's no real field to practice on either. And then whenever I was able to practice, literally nobody was in the stadium. So – did I get a lot out of the Senior Bowl? Not necessarily on the field, but in the lobbies maybe. And they were talking to me for a different position. So I had a great experience. I was thankful to be there. I met a lot of people. They were very cool. But also, that was the entire Jacksonville Jaguars staff. And then the Cincinnati Bengals staff was on the coach in the north. And then every year it's been that way. This year, it's not staffs. So like you said, right. they're going to the East-West Shrine game. It's almost like the NFL is like, oh, is that right? And went the other way. Is that what you're thinking? Is that what your read is? Because although this year the Senior Senior Bowl still got it. If the NFL is going to send full staffs to other uh, all-star games, that's an easy, we're going this way, right? Don't you think? That is a pretty quick. Yeah, I I would agree, but I believe as of now it's rotating rotating years. So next year the full staffs are Senior Bowl. 
the, uh, the year after that, it's back at East West. Um, but, you know, the NFL is taking some ownership, I would say, of the East West and, you know, putting it with the Pro Bowl. Like, that's a really big deal. I think Mobile, I love Mobile, and I look forward to this trip year. Um, it's very hard to get to. So what you end up is the entire NFL world waiting for a tiny plane in Atlanta, all going on the same plane because it's difficult to get there. Vegas is not like that. So I think having in Vegas full staffs with the NFL kind of putting its hands around it, I think East-West is only going to grow. I just don't know that it's ever going to get to a point where the Senior Bowl just says, all right, we'll just do this together. Like I think it's still be two good bowl games. Okay. Well, the East-West Shrine game was never a good bowl game. So, like, this is now becoming a well, good game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. it was never. Well, ever- no, it was like 30 years ago, and then it was bad. Now, Okay. I mean, 30 years ago, we didn't have internet. I mean, nope. there's a lot of. 30 years ago, people could kill somebody in one town and drive 45 minutes and have their name plastered all over that town. 45 minutes away, nobody even knows that it happened. Could live for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. 30 years, and everybody. That was 30 years ago. So I understand that you're saying at one point yeah. it was something, but it the Senior Bowl was really the only thing that was ever anything. The NFLPA invested a bunch of money into a bowl game, took a lot of money that current players gave to make a talent showcase. That game will always be a waste of money. I'm thankful that all these guys are getting an opportunity to go play again and maybe get the opportunity. But all those bowls, aside from the Senior Bowl, basically ain't worth a fuck. So now that the NFL is kind of going in on the Shrine game, I think that is a big, right. I think that's a big deal. I think that's a massive deal. Excited to see who you get boozed up with Boy. and get some information from. Let's talk, let's talk about you getting some information from. It was reported yesterday by the Washington Post, I believe, uh, that Sean Payton probably going to be out in the coaching cycle this year. Uh, Denver wasn't good, whatever it wasn't the case, maybe too demanding, asking for too much. And all of a sudden, the bell of the ball that was Sean Payton is no longer uh, a guy that people want to be the head coach of their programs. Then we find out yesterday he was with Arizona, and also Sean Payton tweeted, like, Denver was awesome. Yeah. It was a fantastic ownership was yeah. fantastic. We had a great visit. What are you hearing about Sean Payton? Is he still potentially going to be a coach? Because all signs as of yesterday were he's going back to Fox and he doesn't have a job. So before I got on with you guys, somebody told me, and maybe you guys can do some internet sleuthing, that Sean Payton was quoted this morning as saying there's a 70% chance he's back at Fox. I have not seen that, but I think that's about right. Um, That is sort of, I mean. Seven out of ten, I think. That was like weeks and weeks weeks ago. ago. He was on the show. That wasn't this morning? No, No, he was on the show. And they asked him to give a one to ten. I don't know. I'm working here. No, you're not working. This is like two weeks is what we're talking about. But I think he was asked. I think it was a six or a seven out of ten that he's back. But he was was being asked by the Fox people when he was asked that question. Oh, yeah. So that's a, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So here's where it stands. So obviously he's out. But maybe he said it again, the 70%. Former New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton says there's a 70% chance he comes back to Fox. That's from well, NFL where is rumors. That? He did, was, I mean, this, that's not a real I'll site, though. This convert, well, whoa, there's a lot of these whoa, types whoa, of things whoa, whoa. popping up. ML football popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. who is Like that? an aggregate of. Nah, info- fake, 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 fake. I don't know. I think they're just an aggregate of information. I don't know if they're acting like they're insiders or sources or have sources. They're just kind of collecting information and uh, tweeting it. There's yeah. a lot of that happening. There's yeah. a lot of that happening. Well, so, Go ahead. There is a lot of that happening. Anyway, so a lot. Uh, obviously not in play in Carolina. Um, in Houston, there's no second interview scheduled, and it does not feel like there's any momentum there. So that's two down. Arizona, he was at yesterday. Sounds like that went well. And as of right now, it sounds like that is still a possibility and still in play. 
And I know we talked about a couple weeks ago that that one, to me, made a lot of sense, even though I think a lot of people are like, oh, Michael Bidwell with the big salary and the draft picks. Like, I think there's, you know, Arizona is, I think, was interested in Frank Reich, was interested in Dan Quinn, not getting either of them. Sean Payton, we'll see, but that would make some sense. And then I think at Denver, he has not been eliminated there. You know, I know they like D'Amico Ryans a lot, um, but he's still in play there as well. So I think there's, you know, might it lean toward returning to Fox now? I think maybe, but he's definitely still in play at two places. He was always over five going back to Fox. Mm -hmm. Just like this report saying, I don't know if he said it again that 70% is, but a few weeks back he was asked on Fox and either said a six or a seven out of ten that he was going back to Fox. But also $25 potentially and a quarterback and coaching, and he is a coach. Who knows? Go ahead, Tom. It was on Fox NFL Sunday on January 8th. Uh, Strahan said, one out of ten, what are your chances you'll be here next with us at Fox? He said a seven. Yeah. So this is literally weeks, three oh, weeks old. Days ago, yeah. Where have you been? Jeez. Wake up. Get off the mountain. Wake up, dude. All you have to do is just, I think we talked about it at the time. That's why as soon as it yeah. came up, I was Lay like. off the boot. I thought it was new today because somebody called me earlier and like, have you seen this? I'm like. Like, no, but anyway. So, all right. Well, anyway, that's Put what the bottle that down. follows, though. That follows the Washington Post report yesterday that said that he's going back to Fox because he has no options anywhere. But then there's all the he had a full day with the Arizona Cardinals, right? Going in, going out. There's a picture and, of them. And it, and it went well. Yeah. I mean, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, he likes Kyler a lot. Um, it is a team that I think needs an injection of some good, some hard coaching. I mean, yeah. Uh, that would actually kind of make some sense to me. You've been on that one early. You've been on Arizona early, as we all have. Mm -hmm. We didn't know if that was the case because of the Bidwell situation and him not spending money. And apparently, everything we've seen from Hard Knocks, that building's from 1965. As you said, like 30 years ago when the Shrine game was doing well, that's almost like when the Cardinals building was like, this is how it's going to be forever. So I assume Sean will be able to get some updates, just like Chuck Pagano told us whenever he was hired at the Colts. New coaches come in and say, hey, I need this, I need this, I need that. Normally the owner much more likely to fix that at the beginning stage as opposed to afterwards. So who knows? What? Congrats to the Cardinals. They get Sean Payton. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking big deal. Congrats to whoever gets Sean Payton. Now let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. Congrats to them giving Frank Reich. Woo, right? yeah. You just said Frank Reich was in on the Arizona Cardinals. I did not know that. I did not know that he was necessarily in these conversations. We thought maybe he'd take a year off after getting fired early. Him getting hired by the Carolina Panthers, and we know he was the first quarterback for the Carolina Panthers when they were an expansion team way back in the day because he was a backup in Buffalo, so he was put into the expansion draft. He was drafted with Bill Polian running the charge there. Knows him from Buffalo. He becomes the oh, quarterback. Right. He has family there. His brother's coach there. He went to seminary there, has a house there. He obviously has deep roots in Carolina. Did we know he was going to get the job in Carolina? Because when it was being reported that he was putting staffs together, I think we all thought like, damn, Frank Reich is going to get the Carolina Panthers job with how everybody else was potentially on the table. Steve Wilkes, obviously, his lawyers have come out and said something. Steve Wilkes today has come out and said that he will always support Carolina and hopes that Frank does a good job, but he is disappointed that he didn't get that gig. Was Frank Reich the bell of the ball in this coaching cycle, not Sean Payton, and we just didn't know that? Yeah, it's and I'm only realizing this in the last like 24 hours. Like I only found out that he was asked to come back for a second interview in Arizona. And I don't know if it was official, but they definitely had told him, like, we'd like you back. So, you know, I know he hadn't committed, but they definitely said they would like him back. So I only found this out recently. And, yeah, I guess he was way more in demand than we all thought, which makes sense. Like, did a really nice job in Indy. Obviously, this year it all came apart. Did he? But 
is that his fault? How much of the stuff was he forced to do? The Matt Ryan situation was not good, um, obviously. So um, I still think he's a really good coach. And, you know, the fact that the Carolina Panthers, one, got on the board first. They can hire a D.C. before anyone because they've already interviewed defensive coordinators. And he is a really good, solid coach who they know what they're getting. So, like, it was either him or it's like Ben Johnson, who's an awesome coordinator, but you really don't know what kind of a head coach he's going to be. Or Frank Reich, who you know. Or Kellen Moore, who did a great job. But again, like you just don't know. There was less uncertainty with Frank Reich. You're saying all white people there, but also all offensive-minded people. Is that what you think that uh, Tepper wanted was an offensive-minded head coach because of the current state of the NFL? And we've chatted about this numerous times this week and also with Greg Olson yesterday, who was phenomenal. Fantastic on our show yesterday. Like He's he's always great. He's incredible. He was a part of my retirement just like you. Isn't that crazy, huh? Wow. Hey, yeah. hey. I, uh, small world. I uh, called him uh, G-Reg from his great song in college, and he did not think that was funny at all. Well, Chuck Pagano brought it up, too, because yeah. uh, Chuck used to coach at Miami, and as soon as Greg got off the phone, he was like, the fact that he got to be a part of the seventh floor crew, <laughs> yeah, like, because I guess there's like levels, you got to earn that. Like, you mm-hmm. don't just get... I assume. Yeah, so I don't know what you got to do to earn it, but I'm sure you got to earn it. I've heard it's – I mean, the way Chuck was describing yeah, it. Yeah, he was telling some pretty crazy stories. He's like, yo, what you got to go through to get, like, to be a guy at Miami, like, they're going to find out if you're a guy or not, well, at least what it used to be as opposed to what it is now. But we were talking to Greg Olson, who is fantastic, and he said he would commit forever to the job that he's currently in, by the way, if he was asked. And we told him, for the right price, obviously. For the right price, you would do that because they have <laughs> a lot of money. I'll be excited to see how the media people handle that, you know, because there has been trades in media before. If they've already, you know, committed $375 million to Tom Brady, we assume, like in most businesses, money will be a motive in who gets to do what. But there's a lot of networks that are going to be on the give us fucking Greg Olson, you know? And I think he's done a great job, but that's because his brain is so big. In the world that we're in right now, if you hire a defensive coach, if you hire a defensive coach, he has to hire an offensive coordinator. That offensive coordinator, let's hope, is very good. Very successful, so your team can have success because if you can move the ball and score points, you're going to be able to do well, and it's going to be electrifying, and your fans and business is going to be good. They're going to get poached immediately, though. So you're going to have to rebuild that entire offense thing like every two years, hopefully, if it works out well. I think that goes against all defensive-minded coaches. Now, you're saying the Denver Broncos are still very interested in uh, D'Amico Ryans, which we think they should be. Is that something that we're going to see come into fruition, though, here? I think it's going to be tough to be a defensive coach and get a head coaching role strictly because of the poaching of offense coordinators. And if you look at the success in the NFL, who's left? Mostly all offensive-minded guys. So if their offense coordinator does get poached, they're still there. We don't have to redo the fucking wheel here uh, every two years. Do you think about that? Have you talked to anybody about that? And what are your thoughts on that, Ian Rappaport? I think about it all the time. And I, I would say the some of the, now this year is a little different, right? But some of the best coaches, longest tenure coaches, are all deep guys: Belichick, Tomlin, Pete Carroll. Um, there's there's win? a lot of them, and I think you can be. I mean, Dan Quinn had a really good chance at Arizona. I mean, there's you know there's a lot of history of good defensive guys being long term coaches. If you have a quarterback. And so I kind of would think that it's more if you have a quarterback than if you have an offensive coach. That is my thought. Because if you're someone like, let's say, Sean McDermott, you can lose Brian Dayball and have Ken Dorsey, and you're running a very similar system, 
and you can have a good program where your coaches get elevated and learn and get taught and can step into those roles um, and still be fine. So I actually think it's more, do you have a quarterback than do you have an offensive coach? But I do think perception-wise, people want to hire offensive coaches, and I, I guess it's fine, but to me, like culture, program probably matter more than what side of the ball you're on. Well, one million percent, but all these bazillionaires, A, copy what other people do, and then True. B, they try to think ahead, you know, like – if everything goes right, what's going to take place? Well, for Carolina, for instance, if everything goes right, we're going to get a quarterback who's going to be our guy, mm-hmm. and then we're going to go on a run. And then if we win, what's going to happen? Oh, uh, well, if we have a defensive head coach, that offense coordinator is going to get plucked to go be a head coach somewhere else, and then we got to restart again with a new offense, potentially. Now up McDermott has Ken Dorsey there currently. He was getting some interviews, obviously. He's got Joe Brady waiting in Joe the wings. Joe Brady, yeah. But he was getting offensive coordinator interviews already. So yeah. it's like – that's going to be tough to keep those guys. I think it's a lot more turnover. I think they're. I think defensive guys are up against it. I, I honestly, in this current state of the NFL, I think defensive-minded guys in new head coaching roles are going to be very much up against it. Personally, I'll be excited I, to see. How I it. agree. I I wish it wasn't the case, but I definitely agree with you. Yeah, I don't like it. We don't like it at all. No. We, a lot of dogs out there on the defensive yeah, side that could be them. great head coaches. I think that would be a great, you know, just like Vrabel, mm-hmm. great culture setters. You know, and MC, Vrabel, another good one. Yeah, Vrabel is a culture setter, defensive guy, though. Now he scored touchdowns in the Super Bowls, what? obviously knows that. But with the offense, just, you know what I mean? Oh, That's yeah. a potential turnover every fucking yeah. year if you do well, hopefully. It's a crazy time. When's the next coaching hire happening, you think? Um, Hopefully today i don't really know though i mean i know i don't really know um i know arizona is is doing some kind of resetting so arizona right now will either work to hire sean payton or bring in one of those other uh, people one of the other candidates for a second interview if they bring in someone for a second interview i would say that person probably becomes the favorite or a good chance he gets the job if they hire sean payton then that's that if they hire the second then that's that who's that their second interview choices would be Aaron Glenn, okay. uh, Brian Flores, or Ejiro Evero. Oh, so those are all defensive guys. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's going to be tough. I all think. move. I think it's going to be tough to do, especially with Kyler, like in the situation that they're in. Now, once again, yeah, but 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 hold on. But don't you think Kyler needs more culture, tough coaching? setting than like just a good offensive like he's already good like he'll be good in any system uh, both would be great yeah but bo- bo- both would be fantastic which is why sean payton seems like a Home perfect run. hire be good. but once again that is if we break it down that's an offensive person i, I think that's going to continue to be the trend and well, it's going to get loud and I then think. that goes back to your point if they get one of these guys and hire a new oc and and kyler is unbelievable. Then that guy's gone, and boom, you got a new, new or different offense with different. And what if Tyler doesn't get along? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it, like, it's a nightmare. It is a nightmare to hire the right head coach. Good luck to everybody. Frank Reich was certainly a surprise, mm. though. Connor has a question for you, Rap Sheet. Yeah, Rap Sheet. Obviously, the veteran QB domino to fall seems to be Rodgers. But when we're looking at the younger guys with Herbert, Burrow, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, now even Dan Jones, even though he's a free agent, who do you? expect to kind of be that first quarterback to reset the market and do you expect any quarterbacks to reset the market or will there be some team friendly deals in there so i would say talk about resetting the market my guess is burrow is that guy now 
I don't know what they're going to do. He's going to go. Definitely, is that going to be like a 20-year? I don't know if 20-year really benefits the player. I mean, honestly, like two or three-year really benefits the player. Well, no, certainly. But, cap. but with what you're talking about and the question you just asked, the Patrick Mahomes deal in Kansas City – that's a ten-year, half-billion-dollar deal. Allegedly, it turns out to be four hundred thirty million. You guys, yep. false. I would never expected you guys to falsely report contracts, huh. but you did. End up being like four hundred thirty million dollars. But with that ten years, they can redo it, restructure it, resend it, and it gives the team, especially with the cash over cap option. We just assumed that the Bengals would do that because it would help with the cap and it would also help them business-wise. You think that's you think he's yep. going to break the bank with them? You think is that I would be surprised if he chose that structure. Okay, I would expect a more traditional quarterback structure. Uh, his uh, his agent is has negotiated some very good deals. Uh, did the Joe Bosa Joey Bosa deal, which was massive two years ago, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. When it was, we were all wondering like, is Bosa actually going to show up? And when he showed up, he had a new deal. He is a Stickler and takes these things. Who is very, it? Who is very it? Seriously, who is Brian Awol is his name from what? WME. WME Brian Awol. Awolt is his name. Awolt. Um, and, and so my guess is he goes. He tries to reset it, and if anyone could do it, I would say Burrow has the. Burrow could do it. Him going first, he though, also, bad, bad, not good. Brian Arrowhead does not want to go before Lamar, right? Well, I, we don't know when Lamar's going to get done, if he's going to get done. You know, so if you're if you're confident enough in your deal and you're just worried about, like, what you could make, you can go first. And also, like, is, you know, I'm Jalen Hurts is awesome. Do not get me wrong. Jalen Hurts is awesome. But I do wonder, like, might he be kind of, like, in that small next echelon where you have, like, Burrow, Mahomes, and then Hurts right after. So I don't know, and we'll Rap. see. We'll see that. That's all. Of that's so. going to be sorted out. Well, hold on, hold on. Who would you, you if you had Burrow, Burrow or Hurts? Who would you take? I don't know. Do I got Sirianni calling plays or Zach Taylor? What's the difference? What the fuck? Do you, oh, okay. you watch them play football? Do you watch the way the Eagles offense? Yes, I'm, but you you only get one. You're starting your team. You only get one. Who you take? So I'm calling Sirianni style offense. Then it sounds like. Because am I calling is plays? That, that's what you would choose. So you have, just, just tell me. Like, do I? What do I have? I have the means to be as smart as Sirianni on the offensive yeah, side yeah, of the great ball. Great O line. That's probably. Yeah, how's my offensive line? Pretty good. Yeah, good. Yeah, pretty good. Oh, I don't know. Both great. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying, like, you were like, well, certainly, and then certainly, like, no, I don't know if no, you no, can, no, no, yeah, yeah you did, listen awesome. back, Ed, listen Hertz to it. Is awesome. A little bit. Jalen Hurts is awesome. I'm just saying. I'm thinking about the landscape of where this money might come. We don't know. We'll if we'll do it. This is fucking yeah, like Burrow with the Eagles O line. Can we really fathom what that would look like? Which it, we did he for might like be in the ten weeks. Yes. Whenever they were, whenever they got off lane, then they got hurt <laughs> or whatever. I just think those two, Jalen Hurts, and then you know people talk like Herbert. Almost, I'm putting in that second tier. Right like, now, hey, for sure, I'm putting in that second tier down there because they haven't. They haven't done anything. Right. You know, they one. haven't done anything. And I think ultimately that's how you make money. That's how your business thrives. In the games that everybody is watching, are you there, A, and are you winning, B? Joey Burrow has done that. Jalen Hurts here quickly yeah. Yeah. is doing that. I mean, that was, a, that was a hell of a performance last week, and I know he's not fully healthy. So, Who, Jalen? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that shoulder's still, I don't, you know, no limitations, but I think that shoulder's still bothering me. He's been pretty, he's been pretty transparent about that. Very tight spirals for somebody that might have a fucked up shoulder, yeah. you know, because that normally affects everything. Let's talk about another quarterback that's a little bit banged up that is certainly up in that upper echelon, and we'd like to let Jalen Hurts and uh, Johns know, unlike this guy, yeah, right. Don't we believe oh that Jalen? Unlike this don't guy, don't put him in that guy over there. Us. Sorry about tailgate takedown, Ian Rappaport. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. great second episode. Are you oh, in every yeah. episode? Are you the star? Appreciate. It. Nah, that's it. Now two, two out of six. Two out of six. All right, they need to put you on there more. That needs to be tailgate takedown with Vince Wilfork and Ian Rappaport Absolutely. Uh, going forward. But Patrick Mahomes, he looks incredibly healthy. I think we're all very surprised to see him walk off that podium on. See, they're hungry. Yeah. I mean, what is called? Can you hear that, Ian? What? We're... Are those the crows? No, is it? We don't know. It's a goddamn earthquake. There's like an earthquake happening in the Thunderdome here every seven to eight minutes. The whole building is rattling. It is. They're starving. It's weird. We think it might be the ice, I guess, falling off the building, but it's freezing cold oh, outside. Right. The ice is not breaking apart. So why? Sun's out. What's going on? Sun is out. Maybe it is. Finally. Maybe it is cooking a little bit. And maybe we did piss off the crows with that second dong donut we gave. Yeah, and they have metal beaks so they can poke through anything. Anyways, Patrick Mahomes. Trying to make friends. Is he exactly? That's our fault, I guess, for being nice. Is Patrick Mahomes 100%? Obviously, nobody's 100%, but he's going to have zero restrictions, it feels like, this weekend? Yeah, I I, I would. I think he's going to be okay. I mean, him going back at the game last week was like, all right. Well, if he can do that, then he could definitely go play. I'll tell you right. I, I don't. I don't know that he's going to be normal. Be uh, I think he's going to be a little hobbled, a little limited. He's still awesome, but I wonder, like, game plan wise, like, is the ball getting out of his hands quick? If he has to improvise, does he look like himself? I mean, all of the, not all, but a lot of the great, great, great Patrick Mahomes plays are all like off schedule, leaning, like ultra athletic. And like, especially, like, let's say he does something to numb this. Like in the second half, is it still working? Like, where is he health wise? Like, there's there's definitely some questions going in. Like, I, he's obviously going to play, but when so much is on the line, like, it'd be, it'd be very interesting to see: is he just normal, normal, or can we notice something's not quite right? And certainly, a developing story on that Patrick Mahomes ankle. The line has swung because of it. We assume, and we think so, because there's no way he should be as healthy as he is, especially with that disgusting hip oh, drop. Yeah, hip drop tackle. tackle. Dirty yeah. tackle. Ooh. Can't have it. These people with these hip drops. <laughs> we're not serious when we say that. Some people thought we were. Like it's fucking football, dude. There's yeah, uh, joke. People are going to be tackling people. That's going to happen. But I did see some people on the internet. And we saw two of them. We saw two of them last week. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you, but it kind of looks like a horse collar a little bit. We saw way more than two of them. Oh Just my god! Two of them I'm, ended up being oh injured. Oh my no, god! I'm not saying it should be illegal. I'm just saying the mechanism leads itself to break ankles or get high ankle sprains. Yeah, yeah, but like you're not allowed mark. to land on top of people. So you're not allowed yeah. to land on top of people. You're not allowed to do anything. Right, definitely so, not. So then whenever you try to lasso tackle almost, like it's like football. Bro, you're gonna there's a there's a chance of injury to take place whenever people are getting tackled to the fucking ground. Very true. Like that is you know what I mean? I, we don't need you guys in suits changing everything, okay? Yeah. We think you guys are great. The suit looks fantastic. Yes. But we don't need to be changing yeah, I gotta go do some I got to do some TV anyway, but go ahead. When? Right now? Keep talking. Yeah, right now. Ty has a question for you. One o'clock. Top of the hour, one o'clock. All right, Ty has a question for you. (laughs) Yeah, rap sheet. Uh, 
Connor mentioned Rodgers. Everyone now, all of a sudden, after Hackett got hired with the Jets, seems to think that that's a done deal. He's he's going to the Jets. Last time we talked to you, you said it's certainly possible that he gets traded, but I don't think you were on that side of it like a lot of people on uh, ESPN are. Where do you stand on that? Do you think uh, Hackett getting hired is basically like a a done deal, Packers are ready to wash their hands of him, and he's going to get traded to the Jets or no? Uh, I do not think the Jets hired Hackett to go get Aaron Rodgers. Now they may they may try to get him. Like they have swung big before, uh, and I I would expect them to swing big on basically every target. But if they hired Hackett to get Rodgers, I think that's mistaken. He doesn't even run the team. He's just the coordinator. He ran the team last year as a head coach in Denver and still didn't get Aaron Rodgers. So oh. I think it's I think they will make an attempt at it. But I still don't know whether Rodgers wants to play, wants to retire. Wants to get traded? Will right. the Packers trade him? Will the Jets give up compensation? Like, there's a lot more questions than answers right now, which is okay because we have about a month to talk about it. Okay, uh, yeah, we're excited to continue that conversation. We appreciate you joining us. How about Tom? You got any information on Tom Brady? Uh, not right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Is, just what give us something mean? there. Give no, I something. mean the same as same as same as it was last time we spoke, where it was kind of like people don't think he's returning to Tampa. No, they're still trying to find a coordinator. Uh, he has not committed to return, although most people think he's going to be back. Yep. So I would not be surprised if we have a Tom Brady free agency situation. All right. Good luck on TV. We appreciate you. Have a great championship weekend, pal. You too, guys. Take care. Good yeah. luck with the Crows. We need it. I think we're down. I think we're down bad. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. A man is a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, father of 10. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ohio fuck, A.J. Hawk. What's up, pal? What's up, guys? How's it going? I heard there's some crows uh, causing some damage out there. Okay, so the crow, you know that the crows, you, you've been in here, I assume, when the crows have been doing their fuckery probably up on the top. I don't think so. No, I haven't really noticed it. Really? So you might, you probably heard it, but didn't know exactly what it was. It was this murder of crows. Mm. That's an actual flock of crows name, a murder. So... This murder has been just kind of doing whatever they want with the Thunderdome. Yep. And I assume the previous owners of this building, which it was sitting empty for over a year and a half or whatever, two years, uh, were not, you know, certainly going to engage with the Crows. You know, kind of Crows do their thing, we do our thing. Today was our first step in saying, let's go shake their hunts. Let's get these Crows, because we started doing some research on these Crows they can recognize you, AJ. They can thank you. They can protect you. They will remember you. They, they have big brains, these fucking crows. So today I want to go face-to-face with these crows. I made a couple, you know, a couple of those. And hopefully they get my, my cadence, my voice. And I like these crows to be an advocacy of good for the Thunderdome. Yeah. You know how they have dolphins swimming around mm-hmm. boats at sea, the government and the military yep. has these dolphins that they have befriended that swim around with these little nose things that whenever somebody is trying to swim up and maybe put a bomb on the bottom of a sub or on yep. the bottom of a carrier mm-hmm. or on the bottom of any of these boats, the dolphins, oh, not, not this boat, wrong boat, boom, they attack ribs they're looking for ribs like AQ shipping and then whenever they hit the ribs the obviously what's on their nose has a color that goes up to the top of the ocean so the people there on top are like oh there must be a fuck idiot down here yeah and then all of a sudden fucking snowflake comes whoo hey right down here we got a guy that's what I'm hoping these crows can become for the Thunderdome, AJ. And this morning was the first step. I will report we do have some breaking news during the break. 
a crow and I were face to face, staring down the dong, the donut dong that we gave yep. Uh, yep. afterwards. So they took that donut, they ate the shit out of it. There was another one. Let's go shake their hands again. You know, like, hey, there's more where this came from. Mm -hmm. And they were scared of the dong. It was a more uh, a penis shaped donut, kind of a little bit oblongy. Certainly had some cream filling in there. Yes. And just like Ian Rapport says, would explode in your mouth mm -hmm. if you were to eat it. Those are my least favorite types of donuts. I think everybody in yep. the office is not a fan Me of those. Too. So those are the ones that are getting tossed outside mm -hmm. to the crows. I don't think they need to know that those are ones we would never eat anyways. It's our trash. Sure. We need them to think that that's our best donut yep. so that they can continue to respect us. But got close to it, mm -hmm. sniffed it, flew away because I was standing there. Got oh, it on camera. We'll see what happens. I think us and the crows are on good terms, though, AJ. Why do you think they did not like the uh, cream-filled donut dog? What's no, the I think I, the second one, I don't know what the deal is. The first one, the it's kind of cool to watch them. They act like exactly how I think like I would act. The first one comes up and is like, this got to be a trap. Like, literally, you watched it's it. It's like rats. That's how rats do that, where they can go, hey, you go test out, see if it's poison. Oh, he's dead. Let's not do that. If he doesn't die, we keep going. Boom, and rats are incredibly intelligent. That's why they get tested, right? Exactly. Rats' brains are the ones they get tested well, on, which is not good. Not good. Obviously, not us. We would never do that, <laughs> no, but they no. do do that. Uh, this The one crow very cautiously walks up to it quickly in and out of it just like a little piece i think the crow potentially not that it was poison but that somebody was like luring him in to shoot him yeah so it felt like the crow was like in and out almost you know what i mean head on a swivel boom in out yeah, smart in out there was another one it's real dumb i think that is the enforcer of the group <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> tough guy came in and just fucking took half the thing and just flew and then just did the whole thing so we're trying to learn the murder as well we're trying to name them <laughs> And hopefully they'll be flying around this thing 24-7 fucking with eyes on dough. Yeah. yeah. That, would be end, uh, that would be dream scenario. So anyways, next time you come out here, I think you'll probably have to shake their hands as well right, so sure. that they can recognize you and they know we're not bringing in a stone-cold Ohio killer yeah. to take the crows out of the sky. Are the dong donuts lifelike in that they have filling? Because I know the first donut that you gave them had filling and they enjoyed that. Seems like you did miss part of it. There was a cream filling oh, inside yeah. of this thing. Yeah. You know, right. there was a... Uh, yeah. But I think it was more of a custard. The first one was a raspberry yeah, filled. That's which, did you guys bro. inject the cream filling or did it come with already in it? Uh, come come inside. Yes. yes. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it, came, it came with it inside. Remember, Chuck Pagano brings us five dozen Jack's Donuts. Yep, massive. Jack's Donuts, a uh, donut company here. I don't know. Is it in Ohio? I don't know if it's franchise or not. I haven't, I've not seen a Jack's Donuts. So Jack's Donuts owned by a guy named Jimmy Lyons, who Chuck has become He's friends dead. with because whenever he was a coach here at the Colts, obviously, I think they're same neighborhood, same golf. They did whatever. So every time Chuck comes, and remember, we're thankful that Chuck comes. Oh, yeah. I think Chuck feels obligated to bring something every time. Yeah, he does. Like as like a thing. So he brings us five dozen of these donuts, and they are so fantastic. Yeah. Now, there's Talk a couple, you. you know, that have the inside yeah. of it that yeah. – I don't think any of us have touched all year. Mm -hmm. But all these other donuts are delicious. And they're just fucking piling up out here. If this could be uh -huh. the easy transition, yep. instead of dumpster, crow. Crows. So, so you'll have like 8,000 crows surrounding uh, the Thunderdome from now on, just like your old house where you fed all the beavers and otters yep. and every other animal. That is what Connor but, mentioned. But mm -hmm. we already got a shit ton of – I mean, there's already six or seven of them here every day. There's going to be more. How many – how many, eventually, you're going to probably start sticking M80s in those things. And no, boom! That, no, that's no, what I'm no. going to do. Well, that's what that 
That's, that's what, what that, he's testing for. Yeah, mm-hmm. you think that murder outside doesn't know that that's coming? What do you think this is? Come on. They're fucking big. They're the size of a toddler. They've been living a long time. Yeah, they know big. this game. They know this game inside and out. There's also a family of deer here well, that we're going to have to, you know, sweet. probably bring them in. Try to get one of the babies and raise it like a dog. Well, that'd be a bad thing to do to the mom. Like Jimmy. True. I mean, if the mom is gone. They're not. They live. I just they said. The family just lives here. You well, know what I mean? Bring them all in. See if you can bring them all in and domesticate them. So this is our first winter here. Yeah. yeah. So this is when I think we're starting to see them all because a lot of bedding like in like little tree areas. Mm-hmm. So now none of that. So we're starting to see everything. Also, that truck. What is that truck? Did you see that thing? Uh, yeah. As soon as he's – there's like la- levels of – layers of trees between us and the property back here. And then once the leaves are gone, there's like a truck that looks like it's just run down 1980 just sitting back there as if it's a trash dump. Yeah, what is it? Is that ours? Uh, maybe. It's on your property? That'd be sweet. Uh, I don't know. I've never been back there. I, I Go see if there's someone living there. Might be. That's what the type of truck it is, to be yeah. honest with you. It's just sitting back there. Smothers? Makes no sense. Build murder truck? There was a guy that came up here to the oh, gate no. yesterday, and uh, that was a weird scene. Very weird. What was what it, happened? Tito? I don't know. He was, like, waving someone down, too. It was, it was I was on my way. I got into uh, my car. There was only a few cars left or whatever. So kind of easy to see us, too. Whenever I'm walking to my car at night or in the morning, walking in here, you guys probably feel this. Do you feel like every person in the neighborhood is staring at you? Yeah, is I look around. Oh, make yeah. sure. I feel like there's binocs on us, just uh-huh. strictly everything I do. So I try to make sure I get good walking form, you know, so when they right. judge my gate, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that guy's... This morning, a little bit of a scurry, because it was cold. Yep. So some neighbors probably noticed a little bit of a weakness out of me this morning. But last night, as I was walking out, I see this... Uh, it was like a minivan pull in right to our gate or whatever. I was on... I'm on a call... So mm-hmm. on call. So I'm driving through parking lot and I stop because I'm on FaceTime. So I don't want to drive yet because I'm FaceTime with this person. So I'm here. Person starts waving at me from now I'm in an interesting spot. The yeah. person's behind gate. I'm on call. Didn't look like uh, look like standard human. I think standard tall, bald, tall, bald, had a had a weird hoodie sweatpant thing going yeah, on. Okay. And it was on minivan, but looked like normal guy. Look like a normal guy. Sat there like this, cold as shit, for like four minutes while I'm on this call. Pretty big call I'm on. Rather large call I'm on right here. And this guy's doing full song and dance, and I'm talking. So it's kind of an interesting give and take. But that's like when these crows that we're befriending could potentially send the message. Right. Like, hey, not trying to talk to you. He's actually on phone. And then that guy like weirdly left as I was leaving. It was a, it was a weird scene. This whole thing is interesting. To yeah, me. it is. It is. It's because you're just kind of standing out because obviously there aren't many of these buildings in the world, let alone in Indiana. So when you do drive by it, and now there's a gate outside, so it has kind of changed. Can't help but stare. Yeah, exactly. It's changed the landscape because anybody who's driven by here before September, it did not look like this. And now all of a sudden there are cars in the lot every day. There's a fence. You can't go in it. There's gates. Like we're I Lambo. Assume. We're Foxborough. Yeah. Bingo. You know how like Lambo, yeah. you drive through neighborhood, yep. neighborhood, neighborhood, yep. then there's stadium. Boom. Boom, right there. Yeah. Foxborough, you drive through state, uh, neighborhood, 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 down a hill, mm-hmm. through neighborhood. Boom. Boom. Foxborough's here. Is. And all the Patriots fans are already drunk. Yes. It's like, okay, this is interesting. This mm-hmm. doesn't get talked about a lot because everybody just kind of puts Boston with the Patriots, I think. Bingo. Now, granted, everybody knows Foxborough. Fox. It's a good ways. 45 minutes to an hour away from Boston. It's yeah. a good way. Away. And it's in a na- like deep in a nice neighborhood. Though. Very nice. That's where a lot of the players play. I, unfortunately, is where 
the entire Aaron Hernandez situation played out. That's like the neighborhoods they have. Because their facility is in there, right? They're, their whole practice facility is in the Yeah, stadium. everything is at Foxborough. It's yeah. not far away or any like, yeah, their practice fields, everything. And it's a very nice area. Oh, yeah, it's very, very, very nice. Green Bay, like when you're driving through there, there's some neighborhoods I think that are nice, right? Then there's some just like middle-class neighborhoods, I think, and then bang, fucking Lambo's in the backyard out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Am, am I reading yeah. that? It's right there, yeah, it's so different than the rest of the NFL, I feel like, where the stadium is, right? Like, houses basically back up to the stadium that people, well, now a lot of those houses are rented from corporations and stuff, but they're awesome. How's the Airbnb? Probably big over there, huh? Yeah, I believe so. I, uh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I think, like, some of those houses, like, a lot of them on the one side of the stadium that they, they started becoming that way when I first got there, like, in 06, and then they eventually, almost all of them are owned by like big companies that yeah. come in and host all their clients. Yeah, this is awesome. Zito just found a photo on the internet uh, yeah, here to put up. Literally just, it used to be their backyard probably. And, and now their backyards are sweet though. Those backyards are unbelievable and set up for tailgating and parties. Well, I assume they got a lot of money at some point whenever, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, whatever the state wanted for the street and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, to build the stadium. Some people don't want to move ever out of their property. This is my fucking land. I'm <laughs> not going right. to do it. Come and take uh, it. Over where Foxy lives, there's a couple houses that have said, you're not taking my house. Everyone got offered so much money for their houses. One person said no, and now there is the biggest factory of all time across the street. Right, and not only, I think, like, it's boxed in almost. Yes, exactly. And you can see, like, the stubbornness of Mm -hmm. the owners, like, in real time as you drive by. You're like, yep, there it was. Yep. I don't want your fucking corporate money. Uh -uh. This is my land. My dad lived here. My father's father lived right, here. Yeah. Her mom lived right back there. You think, the you think there's some dollar amount that can change that? Uh-uh. They don't give in. For this, they all had to agree. Yeah. Right? Was there originally houses in this spot, or how long has this been the home of it? Forever? A uh, long time. I mean, back in the day, they played in Milwaukee. But no, Lambo, you could see when it was originally built. I'm not, it wasn't Obviously, there wasn't as many houses when it was originally no. built. I've seen old school pictures of it. Look at what the fuck happened to this. Had it upside down. Uh, Debo was probably trying to fix that like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Look at this fuck. Look at the. Jesus. <laughs> Where's the thing? Bro, look at this line of houses right here. Oh, yeah. What can they see? Nothing. Nope. Just this is their whole backyard. They love it, though. That's, the, that's what makes it so valuable. They absolutely love it. Good idea here. Uh huh. Good idea right here. Rent yeah. it out. I'll tell you what, People Indiana you needs a couple anywhere. of these. What's that, pal? You can park anywhere, anyone's driveway. They always open it up for park. You know, they're the nicest people in the world, too. You can use, sometimes people let you park in their yard and use their bathroom, too. Like, they're unbelievable. So, all these houses have parking, I'd assume? Yeah. Uh, they, if they choose to, if they want to. right there, too. Somebody has the greenest yard, though, and is like, nah. Yeah, you ain't uh-uh. fucking parking on my grass. Like, this one maybe right here. Nobody allowed on it. Somebody- that's right where you come out, as, an, as an, um, the visiting team, that's right where you come out where you were pointing. Them. Right here? Yeah, you see, that's like the, I believe so, from that, where that yeah, is. Because the other the side is, yeah. Where's the museum? That's like the, what museum? You is mean the, uh, in here? right over there, yeah. There's, mm-hmm. that's the, that's full, like, year-round people come in town to go to that. And oh, then is, right here, right, right here is where? The Hudson the, Center. That's, that's the, the indoor. The, oh, the Hudson Center? That's the, yeah, the Hudson Center is like the indoor facility. Where's the bars and shit? Is that that? Over- yeah, is that that restaurant? Oh, that there. thing must crush. Over here? Curly's? Um, no, that bar. Where, that, the place that Mason, remember I thought it was Mason Crosby's. Oh, right, right up there. Uh, top left. Up over here? Up, up, left, left. 
left, like around there, I believe. No. Down here. No, right here. Right here is one of them. Keep going left, the white building there. Yeah. Oh, and then it goes up here. Yeah. That's, but that's it's a all whole strip, everything. Isn't it? Yeah, that's all different. That's old. It's all way different now. Oh, okay. They have the hill. They have everything now. Don't yeah, they? there's like a snow tubing yeah, hill yep. down there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. really cool. They built a whole. They bought all the land. They have, yeah, it's awesome. And the Packers own everything. Yeah, Genius. all that money goes to no owner, just Investments. a group of people. Yeah, isn't that what that money tab is labeled? Yeah, lo- real estate. I think real estate. Real estate investments, yep. and they own everything in that area. What a genius move! That's what everybody's trying to do. Everybody's also trying to get into A.J. Hawk's brain because A.J. Hawk is the man that would know the answer of Aaron uh, Rodgers. Obviously, we spoke to him on Tuesday here on this particular program. Have you chatted with him since? Have you asked about Nathaniel Hackett becoming the offense coordinator, if he's happy for him, and if that means he's going to the Jets? How do you read all this as we sit here on Friday, January 27th, A.J.? I don't know exactly how to feel about it. Now, obviously, they didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett just saying, okay, oh, this guy's definitely going to deliver Aaron Rodgers to us. But I'm sure in the back of their mind you're thinking, Maybe. this sure as hell can't hurt us, right? If there's, a, if there's a chance at trying to go out there and get this dude, this, I would imagine, cannot hurt our chances at trying to get Aaron. And what, So that's what you think too, huh? Is, is that from punditry I mean, or insider? That's just me thinking in the moment. But I don't think it was like, it's not do or die. Hey, we're, we're hi- hey Hackett, we're going to hire you and you better deliver us Aaron. I don't think that's the case. What do you say? It doesn't hurt? Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't, doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Can you put that on okay. the ticker, Nick, please? A.J. Hawk, best friend of Aaron Rodgers, says hiring Nathaniel Hackett certainly doesn't hurt the Jets' chance of landing Aaron Rodgers. Put it on ticker. What (laughs) what else could they add to the Jets then? Like a shaman? Would that not hurt having to get Aaron Rodgers there? Kyle Brandt said on Kyle Brandt's basement that A.J. Hawk would be brought in to coach the linebackers. Yep. I could be brought in to run media. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is not going to the New York Jets Whoa. because Nathaniel Hack is there or whatever the case is. Mm. Why do you say, but what is what was his reasoning why Aaron does not want to be in New York? I'm not sure. I, I, did, I just heard. I hope Aaron wants to be in Green Bay. For the, for the record, I, my opinion, I hope he wants to stay in Green Bay. That would be awesome. I hope they want him to stay in Green Bay. Yeah, and I, I'm happy you said that because we do. I have to do that a lot. You hear me repeat myself a lot whenever I bring mm-hmm. something up because we are an internet show, so... When in Rome, you know, if you're going to talk about something, there's going to be people that are going to see something who have never seen me or you talk about anything before, but then they will clip it. They will put it out to their people with a caption that doesn't allude to anything that's been said before. That's the world we're in. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I respect that. I appreciate that. I get a lot of news from people that way, but we should act as if. So I appreciate you acting as if they're saying the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packer would obviously love to see Aaron Rodgers remain as a Green Bay Packer. But I think we're all living in a world, and we weren't in this world last year or two years ago, even though there was drama, where it seems very reasonable. It seems Absolutely. like very almost likely that he's going to be on the road. Is that your feeling uh, alongside everybody else or no? Uh, I mean, it definitely feels like it's much more of a possibility now than before. I never thought it was. But I don't know. Why do we feel that way? Is it strictly because when he comes on here and he acts like, hey, no. he doesn't really know what, the, what it is? So it's not our side, I don't think. And let's dive into media a little it's bit. Like, it's all the – it's the it's Shefty and everybody's, like, reporting this? Yeah, because who are they talking to? Hmm. Yeah, you everybody. Know? And that, Well, not just everybody. They're probably talking to the Packers side, right? So Aaron's big thing is I don't know what they're doing. So I think, like mm. – the Gunta Kuhn's conversation, and he didn't say that Gunta Kuhn's told him directly that they were ready to move on and nope. gave him a hint that. I think that conversation was a lot of, you take your time to figure out what you want to do, 
We're going to take our time to figure out what we want to do. Then we'll come back together. If you want to play and it's here, sweet. And we agree that we're going to do that another year, let's do it. If we decide we're going to move on and you want to play, no big deal. We'll be able to go separately. Like I think there was some sort of that in the conversation that they were having. So I don't know if Green Bay knew what they wanted to do when Aaron was talking to them three days after the season ended, abruptly, quickly, out of nowhere, had to beat the Lions, get into the playoffs, lost to the Lions. Lions still not in the playoffs, haven't been in the playoffs a long time, but Lions certainly ruined the Green Bay fucking Packers and potentially sent them into a new era. What a run. Yeah. Let's what a win. Away. What a win that is for the Detroit Lions, their last game of the season. But I think at that moment, neither side knew what the fuck they wanted to do. So now that we're hearing Peter King talk about it, hearing Schefter talk about it, I feel like they potentially have insiders on the other side of the conversation that we haven't been able to hear that maybe they are thinking about moving on to the next era and floating it out, like to see what the reaction or what teams would potentially be involved, which we know teams have done in the past. That's not 100% fact, but that's how I'm viewing the situation because it makes sense to me that that would be how this has all worked out. Yeah, and it also just feels differently, I feel like, for us because last year it was a lot of, like, I respect those guys like Jeter and Kobe, like Ty mentioned, playing for one team, whereas this year it's, like, when he came on, he's kind of at peace with the situation if it turns out that he will have to play somewhere else. I don't think he's playing anywhere else. I mean, we can do this the whole song. Yeah. To Connor's point, it was uh, awesome to have, like, I feel like for you, like, it would be awesome if Aaron was there your entire, like, that, that last night at Heinz, like, saying goodbye to Ben was awesome. And team was not great. No, no. Team was not great. But Ty, Playoffs, okay, Ty, but no. if, uh, other Packer fans, I'm sure, yeah. I don't know, like, uh, Ty is a Packer fan. If Aaron leaves the Packers, are you still watching every Packer game and you're so diehard still? Yeah. For if sure. they win. For sure. Even if, if they, they win. Even if they lose. I mean, I'm a fucking Packers fan. Well, good for right? you, though. That's Crazy good that you're an actual, like, yeah, you're a real fan, then. That's like, cool. I'll definitely still keep tabs on, I mean, if he goes somewhere else, like, I'll obviously watch him and be interested in whatever team he's on, but it's not like if he if he leaves all of a sudden, you know, fucking 30 years of fandom, I'm just throwing out the window. That's so when Luck came here, we won immediately. That was huge. If we would have lost that first year, and I'm not saying Colts fans are anywhere near Packers fans. Colts came to Indianapolis 1984 or whatever, 1987. Packers have been around since Curly Lambeau was doing his thing in the early 1900s, I believe. So you're talking about generations and generations and generations and generations of fans that have moved and spread and their kids. So, like, the multi-generational fandom of the Packers will always be good, I think. But for us as the Colts, when Peyton left, if we would have not been good that year... I, it would have been tough, I think, to sell that stadium. I think it would have been very difficult to get anybody in there. I think the tide would have turned quickly against the Indianapolis Colts. So getting Andrew Luck was huge for us. I guess the Packers have that luxury, knowing that they have that fan base, that even if Jordan Love isn't there yet, if they need a year or two years to get Jordan Love there, they will still have business booming. You know what I mean? I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows how the the waiting list for season tickets and all of that, like the, the Packers fans are there, they are diehard. But I think more of it depends if Green Bay, like whatever the decision they make or whatever they want to do, if they do try to move on from Aaron, it, it all depends on how they feel about Jordan Love, though. Not about mm-hmm. like the compensation they would get for Aaron. It's like, hey, can this guy be our next franchise QB? We went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. We've had 30 years of unbelievable quarterback play or more. I, I'm, not bu- I'm not burying anybody. When Jordan came in the league, he looked terrible. Uh Everything we saw, and I didn't see really, I don't know him. Mm -hmm. So this is an obnoxious take, which a lot of people assume I make all the time, which I try to limit. 
But here is one. When he came into the NFL, he looked like a terrible football player. Mm -hmm. Now, add that into all the drama that it potentially caused with the starting quarterback, with an NFC championship just happening so we can maybe win a Super Bowl. Trading up to get him. Just seemed like an absolutely god-awful, horrendous decision Mm -hmm. by the Green Bay Packers powers, powers that be. Only videos we saw was him fucking up. Now, did we miss some? Maybe. But there were some things he was doing on video where I was like, I've never done that throwing a football. Like, me. I, in an NFL practice, I've never done something that terrible at throwing a football. I understand this guy might be, like, uh, an incredible athlete and everything like that. But that, you got to be a lot more than that to be a fucking NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Like, that is not how it works, especially when you're coming from Aaron. And you were just in the NFC Championship. Then we see this guy do these things and seemingly have no confidence. And he was put into a terrible spot. But a couple years, I guess, behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers being very open, right? Isn't that what Aaron said? Aaron was very yeah, open. Sure. He said, anything you ask me, I'm with. We started watching him play. His drop back, his fucking mannerisms. It looked like he's like, oh, he's been in the room with Mount Rushmore quarterback in the history of the fucking NFL in Jordan Love. He looked good. Oh, yeah. I, I thought he looked good. Not that that means anything. Not that that means, like, they're definitely going to move on to him. But you could see how with how he performed, with how he obviously progressed from when we first saw him to what he was, you could see how a team might go, we got to figure out whether or not this is a guy. And I think that's what Aaron was alluding to. Like, hey, there's no malice here. Like, you got to do what you got to do. It's interesting here. It's very fucking interesting. Well, in the game we saw him playing was a primetime Eagles game this year. Eagles still in in it. Yeah, Eagles still in it. And Darius Slate came out after the game like, hey, I'm not saying this guy's Aaron Rodgers, but that dude, Buddy, was spinning it or whatever he said. Like, yeah. I feel like that means a lot coming from a guy like Darius Lane for the fans in Green Bay. I mean, we just saw it with Brady in New England. Whether they do well or not, half the people who are Packers fans will also be Rodgers and whatever team that he's on fans. Like, that's just how it's going to go no matter what. They'll still be Packers fans, but if the Packers don't make the playoffs and Aaron does, they'll be pounding that team's drum. No doubt about it. What's Jordan Love's number? Seven? Ten? Uh, ten. ten. Yeah. They'll call it the War of 1210. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, because here in Indy, they were like, (laughs) the War of 1812, which is an actual war. And I assume there was some war somewhere. 1210. 1210 doesn't have the same ring. It might be. Well, that's because 1812 has just been talked about. I mean, who knows what they were doing in 1012. Yeah, it was one of the bloodier wars. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of gore. They were fucking getting after it, but they had good respect for each other afterwards, which doesn't always happen. Napoleon was a real asshole back then. They'll run it back. Twelve ten. Mm-hmm. They'll run it back with the Adele game. Remember when Brady and came back with Belichick in the Bucks Patriots, and it was the Adele song promo. Hello. They'll, yeah, they'll run it back with the Adele promo. It's yeah, I, I think me. fans would be, pit, or at least I would be, because it's not exactly the Ooh. same situation as Brady. Like that whole thing was kind of bubbling. It was, hey, we want you to take a pay cut. We're going to do all this kind of stuff. Like it's been out there that it's like, hey, he, he has said if they want. If, if they want me back, like, I'd be happy to be back. So if he's not a Packer next year, then it's the franchise's decision to say, like, hey, like, we're done with this. So if he were to go on and win a Super Bowl next year and the Packers don't make the playoffs, I think you'll have a lot of fans looking at the front office and at Lafleur and stuff like that and be like, well, what the fuck are we doing here? Because it's not exactly like Brady and Belichick. How many years later are we now past the Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning situation? There's still people that are like, remember, he cut Peyton. Peyton went on to go to a couple Super Bowls, win one of them, and break a bunch of records afterwards. He's being judged about that now. Yeah. So this is something like Gunther Kuntz, mm-hmm. if he is to move on from Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron goes on and crushes it, no offense, Gunther Kuntz, he's going to be judged for that 
forever. For if sure. it doesn't work with Jordan. Yeah. Jordan is just literally the entirety of that, which is a lot of weight on that guy's shoulders, but he knows that, right? And he hasn't been in a fair situation yet in the NFL. Yeah, he's been through. He's like how he has came into the league and what he's stepped into is definitely he's had some adversity. Some it has to be tough mentally to, to handle it and see like, hey, how do you find a way to have some confidence, some juice when you do get your opportunities? But I know have you seen uh, John Kuhn? He said something about it, it was kind of interesting. I didn't see all of it. He does a show in Green Bay, six to midnight Kuhn. or something, something like that. Actually, nine to noon, I believe. Six to midnight, but, uh, huh? Is that what it's yeah, called? I, I mean, I think it's a play on that. I think it's nine to noon. I believe. I'm sure he's. It's a play on how getting boners. Yeah, I heard to the left normally. But he uh, he said something like, I forget about, hey, if you go, let's say next year you get eight wins, Aaron comes in and for some reason you have, you go eight and nine, how do you handle that compared to if Jordan Love is your guy and you go eight and nine? Then it's like, it's two different mindsets. Hey, we can build off of this if it's Jordan Love. If it's Aaron and we don't, we do this again, it's like, oh man, what, what, what are we doing? Turn. Nine to noon. Yeah, that's the name of the show. I love the yes. fact that you know that. And shout out to that fucking cranium. Look yeah. how big oh, that nah. thing is. Shit. Jeez, Louise. Thick skull. Yeah. Yep. That skull and the skull that's in an attic in Ohio on this screen right now ran into each other full go for how many years? Nine years straight, every single practice. Neither one of them wanted to say, hey, let's take it easy today uh, because that's how thick their skulls are. AJ, is that an accurate depiction of what happened between you and this fucking large-headed human? I mean, yeah, somewhat, I guess. But, yeah, Kuhn is a very <laughs> smart guy as well. Obviously, big, thick skull, absolute meathead, but very, very intelligent. Yeah, I think the size of the, the head does do something in that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, bigger brain. Now, do people use it? Do they not use it? Is that something that mm. everybody has a choice to do? I love listening to Kuhn talk. I enjoy it a lot. In fullbacks... Even though everybody just assumes they're big, dumb meatheads because the position is kind of a big, dumb meathead uh, position because you're an offensive lineman who has a head of steam. Mm-hmm. So you got bigger collisions pretty much and everything. You got to be really, right? Cerebral. Like, oh, yeah. Think about fucking Kyle Juszczyk, right? He's the best in the game right now. The he lever- plays every position basically, like what that guy does. They can line him up anywhere. But the leverage he has to have, he has to know the entire run game. He has to know the entire pass game. He has to know, like, because they're offensive linemen and they're also a weapon. So they're kind of like pseudo tight ends before then, but then they also have to be able to have perfect leverage and not get bullied. Because you get bullied one time, you're gone. Yeah. You're like, hey, that's why you're here. You're a fullback. Oh, so I missed one block. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the down. fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? You're a liability in a lot of things. We're putting you in here because you don't miss blocks. It's like one of those positions where you have to be almost perfect, legit, right? And you got to know way more than that. Like the re- Kuhn, a lot of time was our third down back where he'd come in and be blocking. A big reason we went to the Super Bowl is he came across the ball and yeah. got enough on Julius Peppers. So, Aaron, not wasn't the Super Bowl year, was it, Ty? Uh, I think it was, yeah, actually. Yeah, whatever. It was an unbelievable play, and Kuhn was our third down back. This guy. No, no documented yeah, concussions, but <laughs> say hi, hi, say hi. Uh, to what, what Kuhn was talking about there with the eight and nine thing, you go another year eight and nine, you know, what are people saying about Aaron? Then you're definitely doing, we should have traded Aaron last offseason yeah. when we could have traded him, you know? Hmm. So Kuhn brings up a good point. What is the team going to do next year? We assume if Aaron's going, they're going to do well. That's what we just yeah. assume they're going to do. They're going to go in. Didn't make the playoffs this year, though. Might be a time to move on. Fascinating situation. To your guys' point, uh, Ben's last year there, 9-7-1. A lot of people were thinking, like, and a lot of Steelers fans were saying, we should have moved on last year or whatever. This year they're 9-8, and eight, and everyone is think, everyone says the, the future is very, very bright. Like, it's a, it's a completely different mindset based on 
new old quarterback. We love Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love him. Yeah. You look at just his stats, though, and the record of the Steelers and everything, there is zero reason for Yinzers to be, like, pumped. But if you watch the games, yeah. you're like, we got a guy. Yeah. The process almost is, like, we're going through the process yeah. right mm-hmm. now. The process of a new team versus the process of an old team, vastly different optically, I think. Right, AJ? That's kind of what Tone is talking about right there. Yeah, it gives you – I guess one would give you hope, like, oh, here we go, we're building, we're only going to get better and better. And the other is thinking, oh, are we at the end of the road here? Now we're staring down a rebuild of fucking 10 yep. years of bad. Like, that is what comes with it. It's a real even, thing. Even though it's very similar, but that's how decisions have to be made in real time. Yeah, that's well, it. I'm happy I'm not in that position. And that changes quickly, too, because look at the Patriots. Last year, we have the future of the NFL and Mac Jones this year. Even though we are in a playoff spot going into the last week, the entire year was shit because he wasn't as good as he was the year before. So it really does change every year no matter what because if Kenny next year comes out and he doesn't have as good of a year or if they go 8-9, and nine, I'm sure that will probably be a similar message as it was in New England this year. Breaking news, 49ers D.C. D'Amico Ryans has emerged as a top candidate for the Texans' job. Sources tell Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. Didn't he just tell us that he's going to Denver? He did. Yeah. This guy, A.J., this guy. This he could be a finalist for both, I guess. What if they both offer him and D'Amico gets to make the choice? Oh, this also might be the Texans publicly pushing for, like, D'Amico as yeah. before yeah. Denver. Hey, come yeah. on. Come back home. Hey, come yeah, play yeah, come save us, bro. You know, come He's a top us. candidate for every team that's left. Hey, AJ, we've been talking about this. We've been beating this drum. And I would love it if D'Amico Ryans was the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I think yeah. he's awesome. Anytime a former yes. player is doing shit like that, you're going to have a fan in me. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news to defensive people. It's a hard hire to make as an owner of a team to hire a defensive head coach in 2023, 2022 NFL. Now, we are currently maybe, we don't know, it might be a trend, it might be a one-year off year for offenses. Maybe we're in the transition phase of run the ball, stop the ball, old-school football becomes king because every team got much smaller, so now you can bully people. Right, So maybe defense is going to start mattering a lot more. But if you look across the board, all offensive-minded coaches basically having success. And the reason that is such a big conversation is because they're all head coaches calling the plays. So you don't have to turn over the offense coordinator every year if you have success. I think that's a real thing, and we need to talk about it, and other people need to talk about it as well. I think that's a position the owners are in right now. Whenever they think ahead to success, what does success look like? And then immediately... What does success look like? Oh, we're fucked. Oh, we're fucked. I think that's a tough thing right now, don't you? It's really tough, and especially like young coaches that are coming up, if you're kind of going to choose your path, if you're an offensive or defensive guy, like if you had the choice, you're probably going to lean offense if you're thinking about your future and your possibilities of getting a potential head coaching gig, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, as an owner, if you want sustained success, you would think, all right, yeah, we need to bring in one of these guys that can call plays. So no matter what, as far as I'm the guy, if I'm making decisions, I'm keeping that guy here. He's a head coach. He can't go. He's not going to interview for another head coaching gig. And his coordinators, yeah, hopefully he does bring up some coordinators and they get hired away, but we still have the number one thing that it matters, and that's the guy calling the offensive plays. This has become a lot larger topic of discussion for us than I could have imagined yeah. because every hire that happens, it's hard for my brain to get past that. 
just because yeah. sustained success is what every owner wants because that's sustained money. That's that's more money. That's what everybody's looking for. Jim Irsay said we're winning multiple championships here yep. because that's what he he was like. Hey, this isn't just a one year run. We need This is uh, we need money here. This is uh, this is how you build a you franchise. Can sell it too. Don't you think you get it? Owners and front offices and your fans. It's easy to sell these like. Hey, look at this guy. He he just ran the offense that averaged thirty two points a game or something instead of saying, "Oh, this this guy's defense held people to eleven and under every game." This is not me advocating advocating against any defensive coach trying to get a head coaching job. This is me just pointing out an obvious conversation piece that is happening. I would assume amongst the billionaires and the people that are making decisions with them. Well, it's just the reality. Like D'Amico Ryan's, like how long has he been the DC? So went, since Sala left, and yeah, he had interviews last year, but. Like, look at Ben Johnson. He started calling plays, like, midway through this year and did good, and boom, he's getting head coaching opportunities. Like, the guy hasn't even been an OC for one full year. You know, it's like... Is he going to look back? Potentially. And say... Yeah. I I wonder that, too, to be honest. I mean, Leftwich. Like, it's great. Exactly. Leftwich is a story. It's easy. Easy to get out of that head coaching cycle. It it happens really fast. And there's only so many jobs. There's only so many jobs every single year, and there's a whole new thing. Tone, what were you going to say? I I was trying to think of the any disadvantage to hiring an offensive coach. Do you have to get rid of – if you're an owner and the offensive coach that you hire comes in and the offense stinks for two years, do you have to get rid of them quicker than you would a defensive coach by and for any reason? Yeah, because the blame is on. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, he can't just fire the play caller. That's what happened to Zach Taylor, though, right? And then they They end up turning it around. Now, Joe Burrow's a huge part of that, but Frank Reich, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The reason why I think it happened in Week Ten is because he's calling the plays. He picked the quarterback that he wanted, and we have negative one yards in a quarter of football in which we practice for an entire week for. Yeah. So, like that is. I think when Jim Mercer is like, get him out of here. How do you feel about Frank Wright getting that Carolina Panthers job now that we've had a day to think about it? I think this is why I keep thinking about the offensive thing on why this decision is being made, because I can't see why Frank Reich would have got a job over somebody new. We've seen what Frank Reich is. No offense, Frank Reich. A lot of good times here. Success here. He won a playoff game with Phil Rivers. Mm-hmm. No, no, got no, to a playoff almost. game right. with Phil Rivers here. Has a winning record in the end. In the beginning, it seemed like things were going well. He was aggressive. They obviously built up a lot of great players. Seemingly something happened, and they they stunk at football. They underperformed. They did not have a quarterback, though, consistently. They don't have one in Carolina either. So I I think we were all surprised by the hire. We think Frank could be a good head coach and have uh, winning a lot of success, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Didn't work here. Surprised he got the first job, and then Ian Rapport saying – Arizona was very interested in Frank Reich being a head coach, too. What do you think that is? That's just like he's been there before. He knows what to do. I don't know why. I, that was confusing. I guess it's – did Ty say it yesterday? I guess it, it feels like it might be a safe pick. Like, hey, this guy knows how to come in and run the program. He's going to sit there. He's going to call the plays. But I, I think Swag, you said this morning, like, usually it's a what have you done for me lately gig. And what has Frank Reich done? I mean, he got fired after, what, week 10. So I'm not saying he's not going to be successful there. But it is kind of a weird hire. I don't know. What what does Frank say in these interviews? He must be very good. Former player, right? So we do like that. Mm -hmm. Do like the fact he's a former player. Coming from the uh, player side, which is probably a part of these pitch decks that he's giving. And he's had 10, how many weeks? 11 weeks Mm -hmm. to prepare what he would do differently. Because they're definitely asking what went wrong and how to go wrong. And he's probably, boom, you know, I've been thinking about this for this long. I think this is, like, I can see how he could give a good interview 
But I could also see how people would be like, this guy should probably take a year. Don't exactly. Like, like a year to only think. I mean, look at Cliff, though. Look at Cliff. Cliff went from, we called his last college game that he coached at Texas Tech, and then he's USC O coordinator for five days. Boom, Arizona Cardinals head coaching gig. Like, how does that work? None of it makes sense. But that's what Cliff uh, yeah. feels like he's going to do, is that he's going to take a year, maybe go around all these different teams, see maybe what he was missing, or maybe kind of look at himself and be like, yeah, I could probably be better in these aspects, like facets of the game, and then come back and be able to be in the next head coaching cycle because he has been a head coach. Like the OCs, like Leftwich, he's never been a head coach, so it's hard to hire him you know, a year after he's supposed to be one of the top guys, whereas Cliff at least has experience. He's been to the playoffs. I just texted old Cliff and asked him if um, he's still in Thailand. Once again, we'll probably not get an answer. Mm-hmm. What time is it over there? Oh, it's, it's early in the morning. It was right? early in the morning. I heard Shreg Shreg said he was. Shreg said he's still over there. Is that real? Like today? Yeah, I don't know when it was, but recently. Man, good on him. Must be yeah. fun. I go to a, and I'm dumb American. Everybody knows that. <laughs> 10, 11 days is a long time away from home. It, yep. That's uh, that's a long way away from your bed. He, you doesn't have a, he doesn't have a home anymore. He does. It's a big, nice one. And Arizona is an incredible place. Yeah. He's still getting paid a lot of money. That's probably why he's still in Thailand. You know what? Cliff is a rolling stone. Wherever he lays his clipboard. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't want to. I don't want to say this, but maybe Bangkok got him. Damn. Or fuck it. Yeah. Should we have moments of silence? Him. How did it get him? You know. You know. You, you know. know. You know. He belongs to Bangkok now. <laughs> yeah, you know. AJ, what's your deal? Why do you want us to dive in all these things? So d- people bopping over there. What's going on? There's a lot of bopping. I've heard. Lots of bopping. Yeah. All right, AJ. Should this be a oh, warm up no. or an actual go? I said I was going to actual go. You don't I, need a warm up. I warmed up last hour. It's a long it's shot. It's a long too. shot. It's that way. Never seen Secretariat stretch. Or cheetahs. It's a long way, dude. Yeah. It's like full. This is past half, I think, NBA game. I think it's past half. For sure. Well, look, I mean, Steph Curry can shoot full court shots. He's much smaller than you. That was I fake. can't believe that was fake. What a bad decision. I, they're bad this year. Yeah. What was it for? What, what was the reason he did that? Uh, FTX, I think. Oh, no. Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Oh, yeah. Athlete of the year. They're bad this year, though. Bad record. I was yeah. watching them last night. I didn't know they were that bad. How are they so bad? I saw everybody that I know on their team playing, and then I looked down at their record, and they fucking stink. They're like below 500. Yeah, yeah. Steph missed like a month, but they'll be in it at the end. The West sucks. We're Steph Curry fans, but that whole bullshit with the fake video is probably what's going on here. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know, what the bas- I don't know the basketball gods as well mm-hmm. as the football gods. But I assume they link up and act similarly. Yeah, they're all hanging out up there. He oh. could have made that. Like, I think oh, if yeah. Steph Curry spends a few hours, he d- I think he actually makes Not that. even a few. Give him yeah. 25 minutes. I hit three. I hit three from this. Not full court here, obviously. Just two NBA threes with, what, about a foot and a half there mm-hmm. in the middle. From down here. So pretty far. Yeah, like, for pretty sure. far. Yeah. No organized basketball in my life ever. Grew up in Boys Park, out there. Main streets. Shooting on these courts, mm-hmm. rolling my ankle against 35-year-olds. Exactly. You know, that are wearing uh, yeah. cargo shorts out there. That's where I learned. But I hit, like, three, boop, 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 like, in rim, out, in a, like, 
boom, bang, pow. Oh, yeah. And that was when we were trying to figure out whether or not it was fake because yeah. why would Steph Curry do any of it? Why would Steph Curry ever do this? Why would he want to do this? So then when I do that and I rattle three in a row out, I'm like, he definitely did that. Mm-hmm. And then it's fake. I don't think it's any coincidence that uh, these fake videos put out by him and Tom, you know, it's not the first time they've tried faking us. <laughs> oh, fake Tom X. Yeah, Tom did a faker today, too. Said, I got a big announcement. No, not that one. All Brady brand gears in Dick's Sporting Goods now. Congrats. Wow, that is, yeah. that that is a big announcement. Wow. Yeah. He loves yeah. doing stuff like that. He's, he? he's such a troller, man. He's fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> he's got a good team there. Lions, Hugh, I believe. Yeah, Shadow Lions. Shadow Lion. How many people, AJ? Twelve. Okay. A dozen. TB12. Because of the donuts that we gave to the Crows. 1210. War 1210. AR12, yeah. By the way, Genghis Khan's son was fucking running amok back in 1210. Oh, yeah. There was a little blood. Right. Yeah. That and the Crusades were still rolling on. So, yeah, there was some blood. Yeah. The War of 1210 potentially takes place if Aaron Rodgers goes to another team Mm -hmm. and has to play against Jordan Love, like Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck had to do. I was lucky to be a part of those games. Made a tackle in one of those games. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people saw that tackle. Kind of an athlete. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Guy was smaller than me, though. Yeah, but that's what you got to do if you're smaller than What am I supposed to do, though? You know? Got to protect yourself. He's moving fast, too. Trinan Holiday was fucking Olympian, too. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of respect for that guy. He was awesome. A lot of respect for him. Ooh. I got so lucky, and now he gets reminded of it, I assume. And I, th- I assume he hates me. I don't know. Nah, he probably appreciates it. Yeah, nah, he didn't hate you. He hates the people that bring it up to him. He doesn't hate you. I will not, it wasn't his fault. He wasn't the only one that got gone out there. He hates whoever you fake. You know, he probably hates you now. On. Yep. Oh, oh, there it is. That was like a half an inch from being. Yeah, he oh. got it. Oh, oh no! Picture of you and Aaron. Don, is that oh. the dawn of a new day? That's the sign. He's moving on. Come on, Bill. Bill. He's wearing Bill, can you come out here so we can see Billy Picks on this Feel Good Friday? Here's Bill's uh, new oh. rig. It's in his right hand. And also, he's got a Joe Burrow jersey on. Yeah. He's Billy Burrow wow. now. AJ, do you know this? He's a big Burrow guy, Bengals fan. I did not know. Good for you, Bill. Oh, he can't hear me, but he looks awesome. Hey, good for you, AJ. said you look awesome. Is there a Super Bowl patch on that? Hey, how come you uh, – when did you become a Bengals fan? Okay, so that's what we're talking about. That's a standard fan there. Everybody's going to call him uh, a bandwagon fan. That's every fan base pretty much. And the fans that have great fans, notoriously, uh, obviously were a little lean at some times. Their diehards were still there. And then now that they're good, you see them. You know, mm-hmm. like Patriots fans, five to ten years, excited to hear or see what it is. Oh, yeah. It's already going on. What's that? It's already happening. I mean, like I said, it happened with Tampa. And now that Mac Jones has fallen off a little bit, that's a shame. It'll happen again. That year we went two and fourteen here in Indianapolis. Remember, winningest decade in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl two years before that. I think championship or divisional round the year before that. I forget which one it was. And then that year, Peyton Manning's neck just doesn't work anymore. His nerves don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. We all find out late. We don't. They're showing up with bags over their heads. Oh, yeah. Calling the Colts, like, embarrassing and everything like yeah. that. It's like, 
Are you serious right now, bro? Happens quick, man. It can happen quick. <laughs> Dude. I respected it. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Ten games, huh? Yeah, can't. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it, though. Like, think how much, like, time and energy and money it takes to support a team if you actually go to games and stuff. Oh, it's a lot of money if you support them in a certain fashion, like we do. But obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit less. Mm-hmm. But every conversation, if you're going to the games, too, you're probably a pretty big fan. Oh, yeah. So your entire, a lot of conversations in your life are about it. And when things are not good, it is not fun to be as openly of a fan, as a fan of a team as it is whenever you're good. So I don't necessarily love the bandwagon thing, but this is fucking bandwagon if I've ever seen it in my entire the life. Elf? Oh, yeah. Oh, we my bought God. it at the Super Bowl last year. Go Coats, dude. Yeah. Go Coats. Unbelievable. That shit-eating grin on his face. He knows you're right. So whenever, whenever we got the suite at the Lucas Oil Stadium, we didn't know how many people were going to be able to go to each game, myself included, but we knew Bill was going to be there. Yep. Because he loves his coats. Die-hard coats. Oh, yeah. Scout, scouting. Almost like we bought Bill a suite. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's almost yeah, what basically. it was. Basically. And then now, look at this guy. Got the bangles on. Couldn't have happened quicker. Unbelievable. He's gone for good, too. Joe Burrow's not going anywhere. No, no, no. no, no. This is what's happening, Jim. This is what, this, yeah. immediately. Yeah. And this is what owners are thinking about whenever they're trying to make that right hire at head right. coach. Mm-hmm. Jeff can bring him back. Jeff, Jeff Saturday could certainly bring back Bill McComas, strictly because Jeff Saturday was once the reason why a uh, rub and tug was shut down here in Indianapolis. That's right. So what do you Bill mean? McComas has a lot of respect for that. He does. Uh, Jeff Saturday went on like Bob and Tom. I'm very thankful for Bob and Tom. Bob and Tom, incredible morning show. Comedy yeah. morning show has been going for 40 years. You know because you're in Ohio. They've been syndicated on, at one point, I think like 175 stations across the country. Still up over 100, I believe, at this point for radio. And they own the show. There you go. So, Good business. Good Smart. business. Very good business. lucky that I got a chance to work like and watch them work and meet them. Bob Cavoyan and I still keep in touch. He was actually in here mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. He never came back, did he? I told him come back once a week. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, so nice. maybe we're not in as good a grace as uh, I thought we were. But Jeff Saturday used to be the weekly coat that would come on Bob and Tom. Nationally syndicated, but it's here out of Indianapolis. Every Tuesday, there was like a local Colts 30 minutes for just the local radio station here. So I think it was Bob and Tom like kind of doing business with the local radio station, even though they're making all of their money from the other 169 or 174 stations, paying them rent for their show pretty much every single month, which is brilliant. Absolutely uh, brilliant. So Jeff Saturday was on the Colts Tuesday for like 10 years, I think. Wow. Whenever he left, he offered my name up to the Bob and Tom people to be the next one. So that's how I got introduced to Bob and Tom. So very, very thankful for Jeff doing that. But on one particular Tuesday, Jeff Saturday told a story about some of his teammates uh, finding out about a rub and tug in a certain part of Indianapolis over there in Avon, I think he said. Uh-huh. Over in Avon, there's just this place, a couple of teammates come in. I think he was trying to do like a joke. Mm-hmm. Because it certainly is hilarious to laugh about, especially if you start talking about, like, where you go? And, like, everybody's starting to do it. And then, like, a month later, full sting operation. Yeah. Play shut down. And they actually credited Jeff Saturday telling the story on Bob and Tom for the reason it happened. Any players in there would have happened? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, were some teammates upset with him? I can think of a few. I don't know if Jeff knew it was going (laughs) to certainly uh, shut the place down. But a lot of people listen to Bob and Tom. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, let's go take a little look-see. A lot of people that are in Avon are like, we thought that's what was going Mm -hmm. on at that end of the plaza right here (laughs) while we're going grocery shopping and got busted. So Bill McComas obviously has massive respect because Bill McComas is from a family of Marines. (laughs) So Jeff's going to get hired tomorrow. 
So he's seemingly heavy favorite to get he's this culture. Yeah, I've heard Boys, a lot crazy. of people say, didn't Jeff say if he was really bad at this, he wouldn't come back? You're saying he's bad. Why? Because you're judging the results? What about the process? Do you process. listen to anybody that's successful speak ever? 33 to nothing. 30 that's what they were up over the Minnesota Vikings. Jeff nothing. Saturday's speech before the game, oh, boys were buzzing. Yeah. So what did he say at halftime? Fuck it. We, we won this game. Don't you worry. Just Maybe. go out there and fuck around. He it learned. doesn't matter. He, he still have to do second-round interviews with all the other teams, like all the other candidates? Or is he only interviewed with Colts? Colts only brought him in? Yeah, I don't think Jeff's getting interviewed anywhere uh, else. Sure feels like uh, they're going to you know, have two or three candidates be the finalists. Ursay's going to say, we're going with Jeff. And Ballard's going to say, I'm fucking gone. And he's just going to You walk. just made me do 70 hours of interviews. <laughs> yeah. Get me the fuck out of here. I wonder how Chris feels. Because you're not like some players. Like, all right, I need a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's only 32 GM spots in the world. So I assume everybody that's in scouting in that department would love to get that gig. Yeah. Obviously. But I wonder, Chris Bowers, like, I could easily just fucking go right to this team. Yeah. Right back into this role where I don't got to deal with nothing. Sit for one year. Guess who's back Boom. in the general manager? Yeah. 100%. He's, he knows that, right? He has to. Yeah. Has to. I mean, his draft history, he's, like, legitimately one of the best drafters in the NFL, it feels like. Which is why Aaron Rodgers needs to take a good, hard look at the roster here in Indianapolis. If he does return to play and the Packers don't want him to return to Green Bay, take a good, hard look at this roster and compare it. Compare it, every, compare it to Greeny's team. Compare it to fucking Coon and AJ's team. Uh Ty's team. Compare it to anybody. Houston. Houston, of course. They're barely edging them out. That's a good point. I heard the Cowboys are trading Dak and they reunite with Big Mike. So Big Mike McCarthy said that uh, process is still going with Kellen Moore. Okay? Mm -hmm. We're evaluating everybody. He's no different. We're in the middle of it. I'm not talking about it anymore. Seems like Kellen Moore is getting fired. Okay, seems like they are going to move on. That that would be an interesting thing. They fired offensive line coach. I think running backs coach. I think I forget. Assistant fired like line, eight I guys. Yeah. It was like the classic, like boom, mm-hmm. Mike. This is your last chance, really. Yeah. Put together a team. Got to go and win something here that's meaningful, or we'll fire you too. And all those coaches know the way the game works. Okay, this is a year before you get fired. We all get fired, yeah. but that gives us an opportunity to go elsewhere, too. So, sucks, but also we get it. Uh, maybe, maybe Dak's on the move. Yeah. Come on up here to Indianapolis, because just like the Packers fans, I saw Schneidman had a poll. Do you want Aaron back or not? Oh, yeah, I saw that. No, not. 18,000-some votes. That's a lot of votes on a Wait, Twitter what poll. Percentage? 60, what percentage? 60% no. or 56%. Yeah, it was 56 to 44 when I saw it, but it may have creeped up to 60 Eighteen-some thousand. Now, that's obviously not the city of Green Bay. That is not every person. That's a pretty large sample. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Grass isn't greener. Yeah, what wow. do they look? What's that team look like without Aaron? Where you water it? Fifty-two point four to forty-seven point six. It got closer. So I was completely wrong. Ty was off, and it's closer than whatever. Still. 19,000 votes. Yeah, so I saw it at 18,000. 19,848 votes. No. Do you want Aaron Rodgers back as a Packers quarterback? Now, if Jets fans were smart, they send that into their emails. Yeah, and Schneidman is. is a New York guy, so. Hey, need you to go th- make Aaron feel as if, you know what I mean, everybody hates him. Also, we need to make some burners. 
Yeah. We need to start tweeting yeah. all those bloggers that everything they're saying is right. He is a prima donna. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and play a little chess with these fucking small town Green Bay <laughs> doofuses is what the Jets f- could be thinking. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that way against the Green Bay people, but that is a wild number. And if it happens, you know, you got to live with it. That is something that you're going to have to live with for a long time. Yeah, and it takes a little bit, but still Jordan Love, like we talked about. I'm not so sure the Packers just fall off a cliff. I still think they're... Well, they're a good franchise. Yeah, exactly. Like the Steelers and the Patriots. Like These teams are just always going to be in it. So, speaking of Steelers and Patriots, Rapport earlier, we told him about our defensive-minded head coach thing. He's like, there's a lot of great coaches that are defensive-minded. He said Tomlin and Belichick and Vrabel and you start going through, it's like, yeah, what is uh, McDermott? Let's talk about it. McDermott, I guess, is really the only one, right? Well, and does he call plays? I thought that was Leslie Frazier. It all comes down yeah, to Yeah, McDermott doesn't call defense. quarterback is. Bingo. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Because Russell Wilson, what, he just forgot how to play football? Yes. He forgot how to play football in Seattle. Did he do ayahuasca and he got the full thing? He was doing something. Yeah. He might have. He's in that Hollywood world. Maybe he did a little ayahuasca, try to enlighten, find himself. And he just he gained something, which was super cool, right? Yeah. He got super cool. Right. But then he lost his football ability. Yeah. And but he was always super cool. What do you mean? Cooler, cooler, cooler. Well, and it comes down to the quarterback. But, you know, that's what the whole thing with the Bills is. Like, Josh Allen's unbelievable. But did they just get completely outdueled by Luana Rumo and Zach Taylor? Because that's what it felt like happened. Dude, with that Goff stat. Did you see this? They're comparing mm-hmm. Josh Allen to Jared Goff. That's unfair, too, though, because they didn't put any of Josh Allen's rushing numbers on there, which... You, you know, don't uh, say. You yeah. know, passing, I get it, but, like, he, guess what? He runs the football a lot. Dude. He was our leading rusher for yeah. Oh, yeah. more than half the year. Goff had a good year? I think in the... I think Goff had total, a really good year. Total season, he was their leading rusher. I understand Goff had a great year. I know okay? what you're saying. I, know Let's, you're saying. I understand that Jared Goff had a great year, and congrats to Jared Goff for fucking... Getting traded from L.A. to Detroit in a throwaway. He was a throwaway. Then had to watch Stafford win one mm-hmm. in his face. And then he still just says, I'm going back to the golf course, and I'm hammering this thing out and sticking with it. Incredible mental toughness. Incredible season by him. This Josh Allen shit's getting real heavy. People forgetting that Josh Allen's a good football player. People on TV saying Josh Allen bamboozled. Like, this guy's never going to win. It's like, hmm. what the fuck are we talking? Is that what are we even talking? Maybe the Bengals are just an incredible football team. Oh, yeah, maybe, they are. Maybe their defense was unbelievable. This was just like with Dak against the Niners. Like, oh, Dak's terrible. Uh, two interceptions, obviously, let alone the seven straight games of interceptions, get him out of the air. Uh, certainly alarming. But if we're just going to judge off the Niners game, like the Niners defense might be phenomenal. So should you judge your they team's are. defense for not being able to? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, uh, you're 100% right. But, like, historically phenomenal. You know, it's like that doesn't really get thought about in a moment whenever we're fucking cutting people and then we're throwing them aside. It's like I think we, Josh Allen, I think he's going to win a couple of Super Bowls. I think yeah. personally. I you mean, know. they can't win. Quarterbacks can't like. Unless yeah, they unless win. win the, unless you win the Super Bowl every single year, they're going to call you garbage at some point, I feel like. That's Tom just how that. it is. Tom, that's Tom's fault. Yeah. Like Probably, winning yeah. however many he's got, six, seven now. You're right. Like before, if you won one, two, two was great. Two was incredible. Three or four year, like that. King. Yes. Tom ruined everything. Well, especially in the AFC now, too. Like, because Mahomes has been in the championship game every single year of his career. We might be in the middle of a dynasty with that AFC, exactly. with yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. team. Five straight AFC championships, let alone already having a Super Bowl win. You know, they win another one and then somehow Jeez. win like one in the next two years. Yeah. 
that's three and eight years. That's a fucking dynasty. Like, and we're in the middle of it right now. Well, and to your point with this kind of stuff, I saw it going around on Reddit. Like, if they were to lose on Sunday, he would be, what, like the third guy to have four home AFC championship losses. So are we going to get the same thing with Mahomes? Like, if they were to get beat on Sunday. Like, Jim Kelly. Yeah, this guy fucking Absolutely. stinks. Can't we? You know what I mean? It's, it's wild. And that's why we're talking about guys getting older. Yeah. Like, thinking about Josh Allen winning a couple Super Bowls, it's like, before every year for the next 10, 15 years, we're going to be talking about Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. And one of those three every year is going to be like, oh, they didn't win it this year. And Burrow, I think, is like, why are we talking about anybody but the Bengals? Exactly. He's a guy, bro. I'm struggling yeah. with that game. Are you? Have you thought you? about it at all? No. Oh, yeah, I've thought about it. No, 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 no. He's not he's struggling. Not. We saw the, What's the line? What's he's probably the line? 50% of the money. Might be up on. to two. Yeah, it's one and a half. One and a half. They're dogs? Yeah, they're it getting might- points now. Uh, and Zach Taylor said that uh, Jonah Williams and Alex Kappel probably won't play, so that might move. Same again. line it's as fine. last week. It's fine. Same guys as last week, right? Which is yeah. Tone. Uh, tone, you could have been not referring losing to. losing a guy mid-game. Losing a guy mid-game line. in the offensive line is oh. a lot bigger. At least they have the week to work together. That's what matters. I agree, and I think that can certainly help. The weather helps the offensive line last week. Like, perfect yeah. situation for that offensive line to figure themselves out. Carman. Carman. Left tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bengals fans enjoy him because he's coming to the Colts next year. We are, we are trading for that guy. So I'm happy we're going to see him on the, on the field again. But I think last week, different scenario for that Bengals offensive line with the weather. Not that they didn't perform incredibly. And AQ obviously sang their praises for how great they were, how disciplined they were and everything. But that was a perfect setup for a brand-new offensive line to kind of have to figure it out. And they seemingly did. Will that maintain? Is this a new line? Because remember at the beginning of the season when they were trying to figure out their offensive line, that was a lo- that you know it's what tough. I mean? Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, we'll see. I mean, Joe got rid of the ball so quick in that game yeah. as well. Like if that's where the Chiefs are gonna have to find a way to make him hold on to the ball for a little bit so they can get to him. All right, let's get to uh let's get to a break here. Here we go. Is that here we go. Is that Stanford Steve? Who is that? No, that's not Twitter. Stanford Steve. Oh, big bald white was on the TV. Uh, I didn't know. Might be. San Diego State, Steve. What? Could have been. Can you call Ian right now? Yeah, let's do that. Let's pause the music. I'm sick of this guy's shit. Yeah. What happened forever? He broke the Texans thing like a minute and a half after he left the show, and then that D'Amico's a leading candidate. Yeah, and he told he he showed us. Yeah, he did. He just what did he com- say to you guys though? Oh, he's going to Denver. Tamiko, they love him in Denver. It's not really news. He's a finals for every gig, pretty much. Yeah, but the way he tweeted it was yeah. like as has if emerged. This guy is well, the guy. He's he's smart. He knows what he's doing. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who lies to us every week on the <laughs> weekly wrap up with Rap Sheet and Friends. That's being the people. The people. Can't I guess. even say yeah. You him being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Hi. Um. So, what happened was, you see, I had something that I knew was going to go one way, and then right after I hung up with you, it went the other way. Of course. Okay, got it. And now, D'Amico Ryans has emerged as a top candidate for the Texans, going to meet with them after their game at some point next week. If all goes well, he could be their coach. And I have to say, that's a pretty cool story. His wife's from Houston. Houston linebacker would be a big hire. And, you know, 
I wanted to tell you during the show, but I didn't know all of it. Just being completely honest. Yeah, he was going. He was going to Denver whenever we talked to you earlier. Then we see your tweet that he's going to Houston. And to AJ's point and everybody's point, the way you tweeted that, like, yeah, D'Amico's a finalist for everybody's job. Like that's an easy thing to say. You have to be saying that with some sort of certainty that that feels like that might happen. Yeah, I would say it. I would say it feels like it might happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I okay. mean, okay. Okay. You know. I, I would say to and, and the problem is what about there's no deal there's no deal that you can really do he's in the game this is why this is t- he's in the game he wants to focus on the game love that you know I would be curious now if Denver just kind of turns its attention elsewhere I know they've kept some candidates warm you know um, I know they've kept some nice. candidates kind of at ready um, you know that obviously would be a sign that they don't think they're getting him um, which would make some sense and look if if he ended up in Houston. This would be a really, really good hire. Concur. Ian, Ian, are you confident that D'Amico would choose the Texans gig if he was offered the Broncos job as well? Great question, AJ. Jesus. Um, I would say I, I'm pretty confident in that, yeah. Mm, okay. Whoa, yeah. Ian, you have news and you're trying not to tell us. You don't want to be the guy. Talking to his wife. No, it's just, you know, Talking this to is, somebody. No, it's just this is this – is, because he's still playing and they can't really finalize anything, the Josh McDaniels corollary always sticks out. You know what I mean? So the language has to be very precise in these situations. Well, we appreciate you being a professional and for joining us. And he's obviously talking about when Josh McDaniels agreed to principal, hired staff, and had a live press conference. I was talking to one of them 10 minutes before it all came out. I mean, And then Josh McDaniels allegedly turns playing around while flying to Indianapolis for the breakfast he was supposed to have with some of the biggest partners here yep. before the press conference <laughs> because Mrs. McDaniels reminded Josh McDaniels that now our life is that guy taking an hour and a half dump in our toilet. Yeah. Remember what he did. Yep. And that's allegedly yep. why he turned around the plane. So I guess we appreciate you utilizing that terrible situation, an unfortunate situation for not only the <laughs> toilet, but also the Colts, and reminding us that we can always be a little bit more professional. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate that. Boom. Put him in a pretzel there at the end. Mm-hmm. Got him. Hey, A, Big J, Hawk. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's go. Maybe make the shirt. Little one here, A. Mm-hmm. Big Mass, J. Yeah. yeah sweet. Hawk. Hey, some point you're going to have to battle these crows. Hawk mm-hmm. first crows. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. What do you mean? You need me to bring a pellet gun or something? Yes. Yes. No. Or a metal detector. You better kill them. I don't know. Yeah. Metal detector, okay. I mean, we can uh, finally put Connor's oh, theory oh, to oh, rest or whatever. But if, there you go. if you miss, you're done. They fucking, they'll see the bullet, and then they'll immediately track to who. Now you're those deer with no eyes that Connor was talking about. fuck you up. Bruce and I were walking in here one day, and there was a big old fucking hawk sitting on the light post outside. And I thought it was potentially AJ. Like, I think he can potentially morph into a hawk. Oh, you're saying he's like one of those. uh, We see hawks around. We see hawks around a decent amount here in Ohio a lot. We have a lot of hawks here. No, we thought it was you. We we thought you morphed. You have eagles? You You have eagles in Ohio? Not really, I don't think. We got Eagles. We got a couple over here. Bunch of Cardinals. I actually watched uh, yep. <laughs> a few Robins, too. Blue Jays. Yep. <laughs> a couple of Orioles, yep. I believe. Those Woodpeckers, too. They'll, sure. Oh, yeah. They will certainly hit to the skies here in Indiana. Seen some Seen a pigeon Humber, downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Some geese. Yeah, certainly Dude, Canadian terrorists. Yep. Um, I watched one of the most brutal. 
Yes. Pictures of all time. It involved a hawk, a couple of them, in actual sitting ducks. So you know the term, like, they're sitting ducks. Mm -hmm. People say that about somebody who's in a vulnerable position. Right. Mm -hmm. I learned why they're called sitting ducks. Our lake that we live on, like 40 minutes north of here, froze. Okay, easy. Jesus. Sorry. So it froze, and then there was parts of it that didn't freeze. Mm -hmm. It was just water, right? And then there would be like two or three of those for every, I don't know, eyesight, Mm -hmm. if you will. And these ducks, they would go sit in the water parts. Uh And it was literally like a target was on them. And I don't know why they were sitting in the water, if that's the only place they can hang out, these particular type of ducks. But it was an entire crew of sitting ducks in these hawks, AJ. Whole family. Two, I think it was two parents and then like two younger hawks. Oh, no. Going in there, actually picking up these ducks. I'm broad daylight, 100 yards from me probably. Holy shit, look at these hawks going in. We're watching National Geographic pretty much take place. Hawks grab these ducks with their uh, talons. Beat them off the fucking ice, and then family comes and feasts, and then they take to the sky again. And the ducks, while that's all happening, go to the other water thing. The hawks didn't, did not care which water part they were in. Boom, another one. Boom, another. Had to roll down the blinds at one point. Mm-hmm. Had to roll down the blinds at one yeah, point. It's like, Jesus. Jesus Christ, these sitting ducks are so fucking dumb. Bloody murder. Those hawks are the real deal. You said they, yeah. when they picked them up, they would smash their head on the ice? Yeah, they would like yeah. trap them down, and then they, there was like be like an actual, like, it was wild to watch. And they're obviously, these hawks are Big sons hawks of bitches. Are, hawks are cool when you see them all perched up where they yeah. are. Huge. I wonder if you get to see them flying. Pick up Fucking animals. That'd be cool. So when they mug so, up in the egg gap. Oh, yeah. When they got double barrel. <laughs> yeah. When those hawks were double yeah, barrel up in there. Up. Uh, we had a fish imprint on one of our windows that was pretty. Oh, yeah, I remember oh, yeah, that. Yeah. That was like this big, probably. Pretty big fish. Pretty big fish. I'm like, what the fuck happened there? Oh, a hawk you know. picked one up. Yep. Was flying with window. it and then just fucking threw it and hit the. W- boom. And just like. A part of the window we could not reach, like had to fucking bring somebody He's in. Probably trying to break your window so you could get in and feast on the, all the other animals. The yeah. aquarium in there. Yeah. And then also the cats. Oh, yeah. Dive bomb in that aquarium. Not only that, I think Scootsy or three like a cat would have yeah. got attacked first. She would have been said sitting Ooh. duck. But yeah, but. Hawks don't fuck around. Scootsy's a dog, though. Yeah, and Ted, Teddy's slow. You got to remember, you don't have to be the, the you know, fastest cat. You just can't be the slowest. Ted weighs. The same amount as Ty Schmidt. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so Is that a cat? Chuck weighs two Ty Schmidts, so who knows? Neither of them are going to get picked Whoa. up by anybody. Yeah, that's a good point. Ted's out of eye with a coyote right now. I think that's a cat that just is, he is so fat, so big, yeah. only wants cold water, that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old he is. He's old. Cold water and Cheetos, right? I don't think he yeah. wants to no, eat. No, lasagna. Too. He loves actually, SpighettiOs and likes, Fruit Loops. He likes deli meat. Like he loves deli meat. Uh, so he wants a uh, kind. Coloni? Turkey sandwich. So the chicken, you know the chicken deli? The deli meat. That's yeah, good. Oh, yeah. The oven roast chicken, I yep, think. You got it's it. pretty good. Boar's head? I did not have that. The delicacy. Love boar's head. Uh, me is that too. Like a treat? Is that a treat for him or is that what he eats? So I'm eating it like a little shark. I'm putting uh, I'm putting a piece of cheese around it. Yep. Eating the deli meat, you know, maybe a little hot sauce on top of it. That's a good keto main meal. How you doing? Anytime I get near the deli drawer, though, there's a very familiar right next to me, and it's the same one that's asking for water. So I just put, like, a little deli meat down there, and we're talking, that thing's eliminated. I'm like, all right, so me and me and, me and and Teddy are eating deli meat right now. He, he would hammer a whole thing if we could let him. 
and he wouldn't. But he's not getting picked up by a hawk. Scootsy's, I think, our three-legged catch. He's the one that's probably in trouble if it comes to a, a bird of prey. I don't know. I think we're underestimating how strong these fucking hawks are. Oh, yeah. So when a hawk what came around, two, crows got two came together. Well, two came one. together and they pick up. Oh, like potato sack race. Yeah. Is that what you're talking? Yep. Mm-hmm. Carry them all together. They're flapping their wings in unison. Yep. When two become one. Yeah, this is. <laughs> that was like the hawk we there. saw out there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, was kind of weird. <laughs> it was. The top one is the one we saw. It. Yeah. Someone just put this together? No. No. They got is... a live photo of it happening. Thank you for whoever was creeping cool. outside the dome. Yeah. And Pistol, this. My dad has a stuffed hawk that is like uh, people at work gave him years and years. His ago. grandfather? Hey, it's cool to have a last name of an animal. Like Foxy's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. You know, like if Fox does anything, just a little picture of a fox is pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Simple. For you, just fucking hawk. House is full of fox stuff at my parents' house and now at my house as well. Like, that's just a natural <laughs> gift. Pretty cool name. Pretty yeah. easy name to gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Like, for digs, we just bought them shovels every year, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Just a bunch of shovels. I used to get a bunch, a bunch of, of other stuff. You get them in my... Yeah, yeah got a get bunch, bunch of Lifetime subscription to my pillow. Easy, dude. Who's that? Digs. What's that for? You, you saying him on his and, Christmas list? Saying him and Connor or cuddling on the. Uh, no, my he's pillow? talking about the guy who invented my pillow. The my pillow guy. He makes shoes now too, by the way. Who? My shoes. This Check him out. He's right on. You know, Diggs and him. I think Diggs follows him closely. Yeah, he came up with a. Uh, he's a Democrat too. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Zito just told me. Yeah. Of course. Right wing wacko, just like Diggs. <laughs> In the comments? Yep. <laughs> Is that what the comments were yeah. saying? Uh, He's it. an old meth head, too. Came up with my Is pillow. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. He came up with my pillow and he was in like a crack den. Wrote it all oh, over God the walls. Damn it, I need a comfy pillow. Yeah. It's hard to sleep when you're on crack, I heard. Sure. Exactly. Itchy. Well, I didn't know that they were spending money on good pillows. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's crazy. We learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joining us now is a man who I believe is in his car. Last week, he went 3-1 and one against the spread. The only game he got wrong was the Eagles-Giants game. He thought the Giants would be able to cover. Obviously, they were not. Still a good run for them. Great run for this guy who dabbled in the NFL for the first time this year and is going to become a mainstay in the men's league as well as being the face of college football, Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, hey! What's up, boys? How are we doing? AJ went 4-0. Oh, huh? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, Herbie, it was... I went one and three. AJ went four and zero, oh, but he was hot the week before that as well. On Saturday, after AJ goes two and zero, oh, the decision was made quickly. What are AJ's picks for tomorrow? We need to super boost those immediately. Yep. They go from plus three seventy to plus five hundred, and we all win off of it. So you got to recognize too when somebody's hot. That's what you just did, AJ. You are as well, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, let's not get crazy. Yeah. Three and one's great, Herbie. Yeah, hey, hey, the Elks were seven and one. We take that all day. Wow! You know? Damn. What do you we're guys? Happy with it. What do you guys call it? Ohio what? Folks, folks. right? Ohio folks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We were surrounded by a lot of Ohio <laughs> folks out there for the Michigan Ohio State game at game day. Uh, Herbie, thank you for joining us again. We know you're in the middle of something right now. All positive thoughts and vibes. If you got a dip, you got a dip. Everything's cool. We hope at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, just just waiting uh, to for my next my next assignment here, and then I'll I'll ha- I may have to run, but I am I am fired up for Sunday. I, you know, you oh, yeah. you, work, you wait really year round for this week and four teams. Which four teams will it be? And I think we got we got the four hottest teams right now, and and 
you know, I've told you, you and I've talked about the 49ers really since McCaffrey came over. We knew about their defense. And, and really, once we've seen the way they're able to kind of overcome, everybody questioned. I'm going back. I did their first preseason game, and everybody talked about Trey Lance. And, and remember, you know, Jimmy was working out outside, you know, at the facility, but not part of the team. And a lot of people wondered where this team would be this year. And I think the one thing you can count on with the 49ers all year is the defense. You know, we're going to talk all we want about the quarterback play, but the defense travels. And that's why whether they're at home or they're on the road this weekend at Philly, I, I, I've i told you for the last eight weeks that I love this team. And they may lose. They may run into a, a, a tough environment, and maybe they can't overcome it. But uh, I, I like the 49ers personally. Okay. Got okay. it. Kirk, if you were, let's say you're in, in uh, Brock Purdy's shoes, I, I guess the dude obviously has so much confidence, but we know how good this, this Philly front seven can be and how much pressure they can get on the quarterback. What do you think their plan's going to be with Brock to hopefully continue his greatness? Well, I think the big thing, whether it's been, you know, Jimmy in the past or now with Brock, I think, I think the scheme has as much to do with the success of the quarterback as, as the quarterbacks themselves. I think they both cerebrally fit well into what Kyle's trying to do. But make no mistake, I mean, they, they've got to be able to get their outside run game going, and they got to set up their play-action pass game. Like, if they can't run the ball, if they're running into a brick wall and it's second, nine, and third, and seven, it's going to be a long day. I mean, they, they will not be able to win this football game. So I'm counting on that, that run game and how sophisticated it is, how confusing it is, how they give you – so many different looks out of different personnel groupings and formations run the same plays, so it's simple for the offense. And AJ, as you know, very very difficult for the defense because of how much pre-snap movement they do. Their pre-snap movement to oh, yeah. me is as important as the play call itself because of what it does for the quarterback and what it does for the offensive line and setting up those angles to 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 have better opportunities uh, with the leverage and, and the blocking. So. I'm assuming they're going to be able to get enough of their run game going. And then it's big, those first and 10 play action passes. And they boot away and, and just try to get those linebackers and safeties out of position. Especially a fast-flowing, aggressive defense at home. That's the best time to get those first and 10 uh, misdirection plays going. Suck them up. Get- Is that what you're yeah. saying? Suck them yeah. up. Suck them up, big time. So I'm not saying it's going to be pretty. Um, obviously, you go to Philly for an NFC Championship game. It's not, if you win, it's not going to be pretty. But uh, I believe in this defense, and I believe in Brock Purdy, and I especially believe in Kyle Shanahan, D'Amico Ryans. And I, I just think this team is destined to get to the Super Bowl. And so I'm picking them on the money line, man. I'm picking oh, them straight up. Okay, plus 126. Wow. Don't need to two and a half on the road in Philadelphia. The Johns aren't going to love hearing that. But you started this whole thing with saying how much you love the Eagles and how hot they are. Obviously, it's the NFC Championship. Both teams are very fucking good. Once we saw the Niners out there, Seahawks, Niners, in the booth, you lit- I mean, I will remember it forever, I think, because of how matter-of-fact you were after that game. You pointed at them while they were still celebrating on the field. You're like, I know people like the Eagles, and I know people like, how do you beat that team right there? And it, yeah. it was real. It is. How do you? Yeah. I don't know. And, and, and I think, again, going back to AJ, just because I know he knows this, the, the defensive line, while Bosa gets the attention, they've made it an emphasis in the way they draft and the way they bring guys in. They're eight deep. they got eight guys that they rotate. Bosa gets all the attention, 
But that is a group effort, and they, they stay fresh because of the rotation. And then the linebacker play speaks for itself, led by Fred Warner. You saw the play that he made last week where he's showing blitz in the A-gap, snap of the ball, he drops back. I mean, how the hell do you make that play when, when you're a linebacker? I mean, it was just he, – he's, he's just at a different place right now, the way he plays and the confidence he's playing with. And then on the back end, I mean, can, can they hold up? Because – this is a game that Jalen Hurts, oh, what'd she say? Uh-huh. He's dressed. This is a game that, that Jalen Hurts. So are you done? No, I, I think I, I think I got a couple minutes here. Right, Jalen and his ability to run the football is the X factor every week, and especially this week. Not just zone read, but his ability to create, get the attention of those DBs, and then that can set up some potential one-on-one opportunities with A.J. Brown and company. So, the corners are going to have to. Uh oh, getting ready to come down. Uh, the corners are going to have to hold. All right, up, we'll get but, through it. Uh, <laughs> get through it. Get through it. Yeah, we yeah. got it. We understand. Yeah, can certainly yep. give up some big plays to the explosive Philadelphia Eagles. Also, great yep. team. You like the Niners straight up. Let's go to the AFC side real quick. Bengals, Chiefs. You've been to a lot of the Bengals games. Obviously, everybody on earth loves Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Pat looks a lot healthier than we could have imagined. How do you see this one going with the Bengals getting a point and a half in Arrowhead, also known in Cincinnati as Burrowhead? Talking a lot of shit, man. It's crazy. Both sides. Both sides. Yeah. Um, let me just say this. That ankle, we, we could say, oh, yeah, hey, you know, he's going to get a shot. He's had a couple, you know, days to get that. that that's high ankle sprain is no joke, man. And when we all close our eyes and think about Patty Mahomes, I think of him stepping up, stepping out, creating, jumping up, making plays. And I'm not saying he won't be able to do that. But that's when he's at his most dangerous, right, is when he's creating. How much will he be able to do? An ankle sprain like that is one little scramble oh. and, a, and a hand smacks at your ankle and now you're limping around again. Well, they have to go to Henny. I hope not. I hope Pat's able to play the whole game and I hope he's able to be at his best. But I just wonder how effective he'll be off schedule being able to manipulate and, mm. and make plays on the run. That's the whole key to me because they're going to come after him. I mean, they're going to do everything they can to try to disrupt their timing. I'd get up into the face of these receivers and try to disrupt it, make him hold the ball. The Bengals do a pretty good job of getting after the quarterback, and I think the way you can make him have to hold that ball is it's a little bit risky, but you got to have confidence in your corners to get up into the face of these receivers and, and see if you can affect the timing, and especially if Kelsey – is it going to be Von Bell? Who are they going to put on him to try to slow him down? You're not going to stop him, but who can you put on him to try to slow him down and disrupt the timing? So that that's that's a big thing. Um, and then the last thing I will say is, I, as go. I've told you before, I can't go against uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, so I'm going with both teams on the road uh, to win outright oh, and go to wow. the Super Bowl. Bengals, uh, Niners in the Super Bowl for me. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. The only one that really matters, it seems like, is AJ, who's 4-0. All right. AJ. I'm getting hot this week. We're all going to agree. Okay. We're all going to agree, maybe. We haven't made our official picks. We will certainly take your big brain into account, though. Tell the family we said hello. Tell Zach we said Godspeed on the other side of this. I will, brother. I will. I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Should be an awesome uh, uh, couple games. And uh, I'm going to tune into you boys to find out who you picked. I'm going to make I'm going to make notes. I want to find out who everybody picked so we can uh, 
we can communicate uh, next week on who who did what. Okay, uh, you're talking about we could communicate properly, you know, because there was a time where you thought maybe you clean sweep that thing, and mm-hmm. the boys were like, uh-huh. "RB one three and one. Let's not get crazy." Uh, we appreciate you, Kirk Herbstreit, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right, he said a lot there. I didn't even think about, and this because I'm such an amateur at this whole thing, but also because I live in the moment. He looks healthy to start the game, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Didn't even think about, you know, like that is something that. I did. I absolutely thought of that. I mean, yeah, Kirk's right. That ankle feel, yeah, no matter how it feels, there's, he could go through the game. It could honestly start to feel a little better and better, or early in the game, it could get dinged and feel like you can't move that much. Either way, Pat Mahomes can still beat you on one leg, too, though. Out of the pocket, 90% of his passes out of the pocket or whatever, they're 10 and 0. I think mm-hmm. that was his stat. 9 and 0, maybe? Whatever it is. There was a zero in the loss column, yeah. and there was more than five. I think it was 10 and 0 whenever he throws 90% of the balls from the pocket or whatever. So it's like, to Aaron's point, and I've talked about this a couple times, I understand that we all love, and he said, step up, step out, and jump. That was literally a throw he made last week. Yep. But the reason why he made it last week so comfortably is because he's made it seemingly every single game he does that. He has been hindered before. And he's been able to have success. The thing about this Bengals team, and we watched this yesterday on Everything DB, Trey Hendrickson drops, simulated pressure. Trey Hendrickson drops. Mike Hilton comes from 16 yards away. Reader and the boys, though, all, they're good at keeping, right? If quarterback yeah. has to stay in pocket, it seems like every D lineman who can sometimes forget or sometimes go gangster or want to go make a play, seems like they're all very much in unison. Like, hey, if Trey's dropping, we're going to need somebody to get out here to keep Josh Allen in, and they did it perfectly last week. Will they be able to perform exactly the same way against that Chiefs defense? That's a huge question. If they are, I think this Bengals team is going to be tough to beat regardless, oh, yeah. I think, with the way they played last week. Well, don't you think every time we've watched the Bengals defense play, especially when he comes up with uh... – with Darius, they're they're super disciplined. Like they're all doing their job. I feel like just the little things. Like if you got, hey, if we used to call it like a big stick. The DN's got to cross face at that tackle or whatever. He's got to make sure you actually cross face and, and shorten that corner for Hilton coming off the edge. All those tiny things, and then also, hey, we need this inside D line to make sure he loops around so Pat Mahomes can't can't escape the pocket that way. And if you just peek one time on like a third down situation, it could change the course of the game. That's when you see all this shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. for not just Patrick Mahomes, any. There is never a plan by defense where the quarterback is scrambling for 10 seconds, <laughs> mm-hmm. ever. No. Never, no. never, ever, ever. That is not it. So whenever you're seeing quarterbacks get outside the pocket, somebody fucked up on that play. Just immediately know somebody fucked up or they got dominated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one or the other. Like, And it probably wasn't their fault or whatever. But it's not easy to be able to maintain that discipline because teams are trying to get you to bait. They're baiting you to not be disciplined a lot. Like DJ Reader, the inside guys, hey, we need you to eat up two, two dudes, but also you got to make sure you get right leverage. If you, if you lose to one of these guys a little bit more than the other guy and we lose that, we're fucked. Okay, So you got to beat two guys, but we also need you to beat them in this one particular way. And Lou Anaruma has been able to get them to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Will they be able to continue to do that against Kansas City Chiefs who have fucking – and can the Bengals continue to tackle as well as they have? This last week, I think they put on a performance of how to tackle in the open field and be physical and, and kind of limit the yards after the catch. And Lou said, we take a lot of pride in that. We work mm-hmm. it. We do it in the spring. We do it in camp. We do they it. They look good. Yeah, they, they do. Good. Discipline. You know, I think they have a better D than Chiefs D. I think that is certainly something. Yeah. Willie Gay came out this morning and said um, – <laughs> 
he said uh, he was asked. It was actually you saw him stick to the script for the first question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what we're saying. This is how we're handling this. This is we are not going to make this into something. There's obviously a lot to worry about. We don't need to worry about this bullshit. Okay, we don't need to worry about it. So Willie Gay was asked, uh, basically, if he had heard about the Burrow head and everything like that. And he said, we're not worried about that. We're just worried about playing in the game. And then somebody follows up. What has impressed you uh, the most about this Bengals def- or offense? He goes, nothing, nothing. This is the video right here. This is Willie Gay uh, whenever he was approached by a media member about the shit talk that is taking place between the Cincinnati Bengals to the Kansas City Chiefs, and now the Kansas City Chiefs are addressing it behind closed doors we can hear in his first answer. What is it about that Bengals offense? This is the second question. You've played it a few times. Nothing. Okay, so that's the second question. First question said, uh, what do you think about the whole shit talk? He says, we're not worried about that. We're Mm -hmm. just worried about playing football. Then half a second later, what impresses you most about that? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. So it was like, you know, you could see, and Travis Kelsey mentioned it on the New Heights podcast, you know, and was it the Raiders that took the fucking bus around? Like the Chiefs, they are very much like a bulletin board material squad. Mm -hmm. Like they are very much that. They have their own chip. They're saying, hey, Bengals, you aren't the only ones with chips on your shoulder. Like we're going to have ours as well. Well, and they lost last year, right? Yeah. To this team. And if you you look like Willie Gay, you can say whatever you want. That dude's trap starts at the top of his ear. Yeah. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Was that one sleeve? Can we put that back up? Was that one sleeve too? I believe so. I believe. Now, yeah, because that one's cut up much higher than the other one. Yeah, whether he wears a shoulder brace or whatever, but I think it is one sleeve. Those are just shrugs all day right there, AJ? Is that what we're doing? Are we doing those neck exercises where we got that machine on? Mm -hmm. That'd be nice. I mean, I have a feeling if we did shrugs all day, every day, we still couldn't get traps like that. No. Do you? Funny feeling? I I feel like I got pretty good traps. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. Look at those. It's not real. I love two earrings, nose ring, two chains. Yep. Mm -hmm. What impresses you most about their offense? Nothing. Fucking nothing, dude. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> love it. I love this guy. Yeah. And I know teams yeah. don't love whenever this type of stuff happens. And obviously Andy Reid addressed it with the first answer mm-hmm. that we heard with him saying, we're not getting into that. We're just playing football. But, man, whenever you can tell that people care, like that's when I enjoy it the most. Yeah. yeah. So whenever you know Eli and everybody's talking shit, that means they care, right? They have enough passion and energy to feel that way. They're invested. They care. Now, it's very late into the season. You're going to have to be invested to make it to this point. But I love it. Like I enjoy that, and I cannot wait to watch these two fucking teams go at it. Yeah, it's unbelievable, especially because they already played. But it does, like, these two teams have the feeling of, oh, okay, this is going to be kind of the AFC rivalry that we're going to see a lot going forward because, obviously, it was Peyton and Tom for a while and Big Ben and Flacco. It's just like, And it was supposed to be who? It was supposed to be Mahomes and Josh Allen, and like Burroughs kind of tossed to the side. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, I don't know if it's going to be. It's definitely going to be Mahomes because with Andy Reid and all the weapons they have and how they can. And with Pat. And with Pat, yeah, just reload every year. And now it feels as like, okay, Cincinnati has become this other team that's going to challenge the Chiefs every year in the NFC Championship. So, like, next year could very easily be Bengals-Bills, too, right? Oh, yeah. And then we'd be like, this was going to be, yeah. you know. Well, we would do the whole thing. We would do the whole song and dance again because it's real. Like, those three are fucking incredible for the AFC side. Would make you wonder if you're a veteran quarterback, if you'd want to come dance in the AFC. Like, hey, there's some teams over here that are young, have experience, a lot of experience. Yeah. Like, Lou Anarumo alluded to it. Like, us already being there, you know, 
The Super Bowl, we already been there. Our guys got yeah. to experience it. They know almost what to expect. The schedule, what it's going to be like, how it's going to go, the feelings you're going to have before the game. Because all those things, obviously, it doesn't affect every player. There are some dudes that are just stone-cold killers yeah. day one. Like, there are some people that are like that. But there are some people who, and obviously we've seen it through sport, where, like, you realize a moment. Mm-hmm. And when you realize the moment, you start thinking about the moment and things yep. change. I think that's big for the Bengals, and it's obviously already happened for the Chiefs. They've already been there. It's like the Bills have been to the AFC Championship, so they've had big moments before as well. Mm. It do- I mean, What? It's not like that was like any of the AFC Championship games Mahomes and Burrow have been in. They didn't go to overtime. It wasn't a close game. They got fucking killed in Arrowhead. Yeah, but, I mean, the whole, the fucking overtime rules almost got changed because of the whole thing. Yeah, and a divisional. Yeah, round. but it's still, like, there's big moments. Those are big yeah, games sure. where they're happening. Yeah, but still not the height of the AFC Championship. You've talked about it. Every single round in the playoffs, it goes up a little. And then, obviously, at the Super Bowl, it's the highest, fastest game you could possibly Do you imagine. know why I think it goes up? Because every week... You're told how big the previous week was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like people are learning. Forty-five million people watch that game. Yeah. Holy shit, that's a lot. Yeah, wait till this week. It's going to probably be 59, 60 million probably. people. Yeah. It's like, holy. Some guys are like, wow, that's bi- this that's is a big deal. This is a big <laughs> yeah. deal. Yeah. Like that's a that's a thing. I think people like you don't know what you don't know, and then you you learn it, and then now you're trying to just be like. Oh, I didn't know this last week. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I know that matters. I'm just playing ball like I did when I was in fifth grade. Same thing, right? Is football same size? Yeah. Field same size? Yeah. Tackling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. None of that matters. And you would hope a lot of your team is like that. Yeah. Not everybody's like that. That is not how everybody is like, though. Humans are out here doing this thing, AJ. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, do How many guys like actually, like, you got to get scared if some guys start looking around and realizing the moment before the game or even during the game. Like, say they get up by – one team gets up by 14 – and guys, they're starting getting giddy. Like, oh man, I gotta start thinking about who's who they're gonna give their oh. Super Bowl tickets to. I, yeah. Well, you don't get them; you still have to pay. But still, like, they start planning out in advance while the game is still happening. Dude, before the kickoff Super Bowl, I'm backing up, not thinking about much. It's a fucking game. I've, mm-hmm. I've played four bowl games coming in. Literally since I've gotten to football, I've just been on winning teams because Pat White was our quarterback, <laughs> and he's so good. So like. Big, every game's a fucking big game, pretty much, you know. Oh, it's Super Bowl. Okay, cool. Rookie year, it's the fuck, whatever. Dude, we're playing in the Super Bowl. Who gives a fuck? So then the kickoff thing, though, opening kickoff, it's like, oh, this is going to be a photo forever. Like, this is, uh, is going to be a moment forever. There's Jacob Lacey, my guy, fellow rookie, out at one. Yeah, and the, yeah, I'm happy I didn't whiff on that thing. And a pretty good ball, pretty good ball. Ball bit three deep in the modern NFL, maybe a touchback there, because that's kickoff from 30, tackle them at 22, not oh, a bad yeah. thing. Here we go. Brand new football, yep. you know. Somebody put like one five deep in the Super Bowl, I think, many years back. I looked into this thing if I had to do the kickoff. It was a brand new football. I didn't know that, obviously, until I was kicking it off. Yeah. When I get handed the ball, and I'm like, whoa, 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 biggest kick of my life. What is this? What? Sir, what's going on here? <laughs> Sorry, everybody's going to see this kick. Like, literally, 150 million people are going to see me kick this ball, at least. That's live. Let, it, let alone something terrible. Why is this the worst football I've ever kicked in my entire life? Well, welcome to the Super Bowl or whatever, you know? Put that ball down. <laughs> then you start walking back through your steps, and it's like... Holy, Holy fuck. Shit. <laughs> Super Bowl. They just pick that up and just take that right to the Hall of Fame or whatever? Yeah, as soon as that plays over, that ball goes right to the Hall. <laughs> so that's why the Super Bowl kickoff prop 
yep. is a Huge. big one. Is a good prop because we have information that literally only like mm-hmm. what forty people have. Yeah, it's like hey, that ball vastly different than every ball that you're going to kick your entire life. It's brand new. I didn't know my. I have not watched my. That's probably the first time I've watched that. Like fully, I've seen pictures of it. I, that's kicking off from the thirty. There, I got that yeah. inside the five. That's a touchback, probably depending upon who we're playing. I'm very pumped about that. Look at me. Hi. Okay, two yards. They probably bringing it out, but nonetheless, not a touchback now yeah. or then. Nice coverage Tag too. Goes, yeah, we had a good crew. Mm-hmm. Jacob Tammy right there, tight end. He's a dog. Oh yeah. Uh, my guy from North Dakota right there. He wasn't played for the Saints for like five years. Forty-three. <sighs> no, forty-three is Aaron. Uh, he was the flying Francisco? Hawaiian. Yeah, Aaron Francisco. He was a PP. He was a stud. Yeah, he is. Good tackle. Good tackle. Yeah. Great leverage, outside leverage. Throw his guy inside. Make Jamie Silva with the long hair right there. I was a running back. I forget his name. Oh, he's a good guy. Jacob Lacey here. This dude's one of the coolest humans of all time. The one. Went to Oklahoma State from Texas. We're talking dog. Had sweet hair. We're talking about sweet, yeah. long hair. This was his attitude at all times. Just, hey, dog, what's going on? Just at all times. He was uh, one of the guys that whenever we almost had a tornado the first week I was out here, he wouldn't leave his hotel room. He said, ain't no goddamn tornadoes. <laughs> from Oklahoma. Went to Oklahoma State. Yeah, like, from Texas. Alley. Yeah, he ain't. He, ain't no, he looked outside. There ain't no damn tornadoes. I'm like, I don't know. I'm from Pittsburgh, bro. Like, did you hear the fire alarm that they just put off for the whole town? There ain't no fucking tornadoes. Smart, smart guy. Yeah. He knows. I was down in that fucking lobby as quick as they told me. Yeah. <laughs> Seems Fuck like there's that. more glass here than in my room, but lowest <laughs> okay. floor I remember from like elementary school. All right, let's make our picks. Let's get okay. out of here. Okay. It's been a great feel good Friday. It has. Hell yeah. We got two fantastic games that we get to chat about. Two fantastic games that we get to watch. And by Monday, there will only be one meaningful NFL game left. Yeah. But the most meaningful. So let's make sure every minute of these games, every single play, we're appreciating, respecting, and thanking these fine men for getting to the point in which they are four teams remaining. AJ, last week you won 4-0. and The overall season record... I've won eight weeks, lost seven weeks. We've tied five weeks. This is exactly how we drew it up. Yep. <laughs> the NFL has obviously been rigged all season. Uh-huh. So has this show. Every pick that we have made has been on purpose to get to this point. Mm-hmm. One week could swing this into a tie going into the Super Bowl, Whoa. which would be fantastic. AJ, 49ers getting two and a half points on the road in Philadelphia. Who wins and how's it go, Mr. Hawk? So you want me to go first? And then you can, you can pivot off of me if you need to? Yes, sir. That's Do you fine. want me to go first? Me. You're hot right now. No, I don't mind. I'll go first. Yeah, so, I mean, Kirk oh. started to – I started to listen to Kirk a little bit here and got me worried for a bit. And I'll, I love everything about the 49ers, but I'm taking Philly minus two and a half. Oh, wow. wow. Shit. Yep. I, honestly, I don't like doing it because I, I like both these teams so much. But when I sit there, I don't even care about home field advantage. Yeah, that's the thing. But – I love Philly's offensive line. I love Philly's defensive line. I guess that's where I'm at. 70 right. seconds. It's all about the O-line, D-line, baby. Just like Papa Sirianni told Nick Sirianni when they were coaching Donner at IUP. That's right. And now Howie Roseman, a man who's built up two Super Bowl caliber teams, says all about the O-line and D-line, baby. Shout out to Papa Sirianni mm-hmm. at Donner at IUP. Exactly. Hell yeah. 
fuck? I was on the Niners hard, dude. I thought we were all yeah. green on this. Stay with it. I thought we were all green on this. And then as Herbie was talking, and he was chit-chatting, and I thought about Herbie going, how do you beat this team? I immediately thought of every in the trenches we've watched, which has also had the Niners on. Every single one. But with every single one with the Eagles, yeah. if Jalen Hurts is playing, their offense has been damn near unstoppable. Lights out. And the Niners' defense is the weapon of that team. Now, I'm not saying a Debo isn't a fucking dog. And Christian McCaffrey was practicing today. Elijah Mitchell was not. Okay, so how does that change the thing or alter anything? We don't know. I guess Christian McCaffrey has a calf. We saw him getting worked on. Feels like that is something that could be tortled or pain tolerance away. If it was actually torn or ripped, probably not practicing today, but I am not a doctor. I am just trying to figure out what the fuck I want to do for this game. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk's a dog. dog. Mm-hmm. George Kittle is fucking awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. studs everywhere. George everywhere. Trent Williams is the best weapon on the team, and that's coming from George Kittle talking about who's the best weapon on the team. Brock Purdy hasn't blinked at all. No. We're talking like this whenever he's doing stuff. Mm-hmm. We're talking about pounding a chest like he's fucking King Kong. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Loves the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Is any moment too big for somebody that's obsessed with the Lord? I don't know, right? Because their biggest days are far from now. Yeah, They're long, long away. For him, just the Cyhawk rivalry. That's really the only moment that's been too big for him. Not judged by anyone. Fucking Eagles team, though, dude. Because he said A.J. Brown and the boys could take advantage of maybe the secondary if Jalen Hurts is able to extend plays. And them boys, by the way, is Devontae Smith, who is a fucking guy. Oh, yeah. He was number one before this year. Heisman. Legit number one. Oh, yeah. In the NFL. Heisman winner, obviously, in college, which how does that happen? Uh, shout out to a quarterback not winning that award because the quarterback had to throw the ball to him. Who was that quarterback? Mac Jones. How, did that translate into the NFL? Uh, yeah, he still led the league in completion percentage. PFF, thank you. All right. Thank you for that. Hey, those are just stats. Now, the stats that PFF puts out told Fred Warner that they might be in trouble against Jalen Hurts-led offense in the way Sirianni goes. Two and a half points. (sighs) Sirianni played rock, paper, scissors on the program. Mm -hmm. He did. We had Lane Johnson on, right? Oh, yeah. Give me the Niners plus two and a half. Wow. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. This is not good for me because you've been red hot and I've been ice cold. And I just thought we were going to agree. And I was excited. I was pumped for me. I was like, look at me. Getting back on the side of a guy who's in a heater as opposed to what I'm going to do. And then you say, give me the Eagles. And I'm like, I like the Eagles. Do I like him enough to listen to somebody who's much hotter than I right now? Not enough. I'm staying on the Niners. All right. Rookie quarterback. Yeah, I mean, both these games are so <laughs> damn close. Yeah. It's going to be impossible to pick them either way. Bro, a rookie quarterback. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You're never irrelevant when you're walking with Jesus, though. Hey, man. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Wow. Does that change your pick? Sticking with the Niners. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. let's go. Bengals, okay. Kansas City. Eagles. All right, here we go. Cincinnati Bengals getting one and a half points 
on the road in Arrowhead. Obviously, there's the clips of Eli Apple on the sideline, middle of the game, talking his shit to a camera I assume that he thinks is a friendly camera that immediately gets released onto the internet of him saying, it ain't Arrowhead, it's Burrowhead. I'm going to let you think about that. I'm going to let you think about that. I love it. I like that they're very confident. Got dogs all over the field. Joey Burrow, seemingly coolest dude on earth. Now, I did see a video of Justin Fields doing a similar, like, warm-up throw. And that game was uh, – that, that throw was in front of, like, 15 people or something. And I think that was for the number one pick of the draft next year, oh, like, okay. in that moment. Okay. Sure. I don't know if it was for the fucking divisional round in Buffalo. Yeah, with a bunch of snow. What just matters. Interesting. You know, with, like, 40 million people watching and everything like that. That's a – but I do like the moxie from Justin Fields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate it. If he stays like that through all the biggest moments, I think the Bears are on the, the right course of success. But, uh, but I think what we all loved about that video is Joey Burrow had no idea that it was the divisional round. This goes all the way back to me seeing Joey Burrow at LSU taking on Georgia at the SEC championship game. I was doing game day for uh, like the last five episodes of game day that year. This was before COVID. I was on the road and they did the game day live from the SEC championship in Atlanta, Georgia. We got into the stadium before anybody else. It was just opening. We saw early warm-up. Okay, so players still wearing like their sweatsuits, just walking on the field for the first time. I would say maybe 30 to 40 people in the stadium, other than the people that were in our suite that aren't working in the stadium, like very early in there. And the camera people were warming up and they had a shot in the suite that we were in on Joey Burrow for probably 45 minutes straight on this guy. And he he had no idea that he was in the SEC championship. He had no clue. I saw every demeanor, every interaction he had, dap up, dancing, singing, chill, calm, no big deal at all. And I'm like, this dude is the coolest guy on earth. They would obviously go on to beat the fuck out of Georgia Mm -hmm. in Georgia in the SEC championship and then go to the national championship and win. And then now he is the Joey Burrow that the NFL world is getting to see, the face of Cincinnati, the face of the league coming up. And obviously this dude just has all the moxie and the it factor that one human could potentially possess. He smokes cigars after every big moment, and he doesn't smoke them as if he looks like he's never smoked before. All the qualities off the field, the intangibles that you can't coach and teach, he seemingly has. Mm -hmm. Taking on the next one, Patrick Mahomes, the anointed next king of the NFL. When he was in his third season, he was being asked if he was going to be able to catch Tom Brady in Super Bowls. This fucking guy has arrived in a big way for a long time, so much so that we've forgotten about his greatness. He isn't even chatted about almost on a daily because, yeah, he's Patrick Mahomes. He entered a new tier, a new altitude quick, and he's going to be expected to be there forever. Tough job, but Andy Reid seems to be the right guy for it. AJ, I think I know what you like, how you like it, but why do you like the Bengals over the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, I mean, obviously, I think like you heard Kirk say like he can't pick against Joey Burrow. I am with him there. I understand that thinking. That is a big part of what goes into my decision here as well. But you know how I feel about this Bengals defense. I think they're highly underrated. I think that Lou Anarumo does a great job of mixing up. He's going to drop eight at times find a way to try to get some three-man pressure on Patrick Mahomes, make him uncomfortable. So I will take the Bengals plus one and a half. I think they are just going to continue to roll the way they have. And they love winning on the road, too. And I'm with them. It does. It feels great to win big games on the road, especially in the playoffs. Dude, a trip home afterwards, oh, so much fun. (laughs) 
walking off the field. Great ball. Oh. That's it right there. That's like that's the moment. There's With like the trophy. Like, like ten minutes after the like from when you the the final final whistle blows and for like the next fifteen minutes. Like that's the best thing about winning on a away game. I think. Just walking off the field. What happened? Presentation. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry. Well, no one cares. That's the thing. They're not gonna. There's no reason to celebrate the AFC or NFC championship. You're yeah, going to the but it's going named to after the yeah. Hunt yeah. family who own the Chiefs I in mean, their yeah. stadium. I get that, Do but it it's again? like you got to be yeah. like, thank you. All right, thank you. We obviously have plenty of business to go. This is not our final destination. No, agreed. But that'd be a reasonable thought, AJ. We don't live in a reasonable world. Yeah. Might be right. And Romo's giving out the Lamar Hunt trophy on the field, exactly. so that you be a want huge that. Moment. What's he gonna say, Joe? You're you're not as good as Josh Allen. Everyone knows that. I've been saying for weeks. But uh, if you want a couple hard count cadence ideas for a Super Bowl, come find me. I I, I don't got anything going on next. Oh, Tony, weeks. what are they? What are they? Uh, well, you know, last week you heard Josh. I always went with the you know why why son? Wait, 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 son. That's very, very effective, but I don't know. Maybe you want to do like a great great teaser. Did you see him? Did you see the video he put out? With I saw Bill had a response to it as well. Yeah, yeah. Bill jumped off sides. Bill, hold your water, yeah. Bill. Come on, Bill. Be Come better. On, Bill. Um, <laughs> me too. Who is – wait, is – oh, yeah. So, Tony will broadcast this game. The other one is who? Olsen and Greg Burkhart. Olsen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then Greg rolls right into the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. I've picked the Chiefs pretty much every week, and they've lost every week. Now They're I'm, not great against the spread, are they? No. No. Now, this one – I mean, it could be a one-point game for sure. Yeah, yeah but it's not really – spread doesn't even matter here, I feel like. feels almost. like, yeah. feels like two will probably uh, – maybe a one-point. Yeah, yeah maybe it is right. one point game. Who knows? Hey. So maybe we'll be able to win both ways here. Because I would like to see a dynasty maybe be built. And maybe Cincinnati is the dynasty that's being built. Potentially. And we don't even know that it's happening right in front of our eyes right now. Because we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because of five straight AFC championship games. They've won a Super Bowl. They have their quarterback locked down. If the Cincinnati Bengals go back-to-back Super Bowls and they lock down their quarterback in some of their pieces, it's like, wait, wait. Hold the phone. Yeah. Ooh. Is this is there a dynasty brewing in uh, Queen City? Yeah, you can call Cincinnati that. Now Charlotte also says we are the Queen City, yeah, but I, I think Cincy calls themselves the Queen City as well. This queen gets around. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> she we was bopping around town to town. <laughs> sounds time. like. It's got to be some more, too. I like the Bengals as well, even though I love that Kansas City Chiefs team, and I feel bad that I'm doing this because I've been a diehard Chiefs guy, but I, and the Bengals fans might not be happy about me picking them. I'm not 100% sure. I'm ice cold. I'm ice cold. Ice cold. Long niggas go Tank top ice cold doofus when it came to pick. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, that's what I've been... That's what I've been making picks lately. So I don't know what's right or what's wrong, but I'm going with the Bengals plus one and a half as well. Wow. All right. Here we go, AJ. You and me. What are the pundits? Who are the pundits going with? I think Eagles are getting a lot of love, I think. Yeah, Eagles and then I think Chiefs. 
Yeah, I think Ninkovich was the only one to pick the Niners on the one particular panel on GetUp, if I do recall from a photo that Gumpy sent in. Right. Yeah, that was Bart with Scott, the Cowboys. Bart Scott this week was the only to pick the Niners against the Eagles. But Ninkovich was the only one to pick the Niners against Oh, okay. The got it, got it, got it. Yeah, there's always. Wait, we they all picked the Cowboys over the Niners? Yeah, yeah dude. Niners. Remember we talked about this. We said. Yeah. Gosh, that feels like a month ago. That's the <laughs> NFL season, baby. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, we need to do one more giveaway before we get out of here on this Feel Good Friday. Uh-oh. You calling out the ringer from the back? Friday. Who, Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> the redemption. ringer. Yeah. Redemption. Don't we want redemption, are, Bruce? Yeah, I want Bruce redemption. Tight. We got I, all those balls sitting there. Oh, I, you're right. He did make one. He made one. Yeah, but not on a Friday. I want to let you know that I hadn't even thought of Bruce for this, but you're right. Yeah. The ringer, he said. Feel Good Friday, Bruce. Yeah. Bruce Bronovich will walk out here, and if Bruce Bronovich is able to accomplish any of the tasks that are normally accomplished to <laughs> successfully do a giveaway, mm-hmm. we'll have another one. Okay. Ten $500 winners. Go, Bruce. All Bruce Bronovich has got to do is something. Come on, Bruce. That's right. We don't know what it's going to be, but it's got to be something. What do you want to do, do for Bruce? Croatia, Bruce. Come on. Let's go uh, back to the ball. Here we go. AJ said do it for Croatia. And what we would like to say is if you missed this first one, Act as if the next one's the first one, yeah. too. Slow down. Slow down. Just throw. I, he can't hear me, but tell him just Look and have throw. a confident stroke, man. Just, just let it fly. Bro. Remember what Coach Pagano said about you one week ago? Yeah. This guy's body language sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bruce Bronovich, for 10 people to win. Okay, we're on the right path, though. That's fine, though. We're on the right path. Slower down. We're on the right path there. You go. For 10 people to win $500. Wait, wait, slipped wait, a little wait, bit. Wait, wait, slipped wait. a little bit. It's Come on, Carl. Man, he needs, our, he needs our support, Here you Carl. Go. Come on, Carl. Nice Connor. and easy. Yeah, wipe support. your hand off. You got this. It's going in, Bruce. That a baby, Bruce. Bang a ring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. That was a good Go line. for the net. Go for the net. Shoot for the hoop. No, keep over the hoop. Shoot. Yeah. You're damn near missing the backboard every time. Boom. That's yep. over. Okay. Oh, All right. Fun. Now think about this one. This is the last football here, no, ladies and gentlemen. No, Duke. Yeah, there's a Duke, but these hands aren't gripping anything punt right the ball. now. For uh, ten people, <laughs> palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms, arms are, are heavy. heavy. There's vomit on the sweat already. Bruce's spaghetti. He's nervous. You don't look calm you and ready. Dial it in. Yeah. yeah. Now drop a bomb. Okay. Can we Deep breath here? Can we please for ten people to win five hundred dollars? That's your best ball. Yeah, five four. It was. All right, you look calm and ready. You dude. got a Duke. You got a Duke. There's you a baby Duke. Duke. You got a rugby Duke. ball. You got a Duke. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, careful there. Whoa, uh, Bill! Oh, hold get the phone. This guy up here. Oh. The bullpen. Oh my God! Did you see that throw, AJ, from Bill? I mean, I'm not surprised. Billy Burrow, fucking doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Ten Bruce. people Come to on, win five hundred dollars if Bruce Bronovich can make this Duke into that hoop right over there. That's it. Oh, no. If it was a Duke, it probably is it smaller. Oh, yep. my gosh. Oh, no. Hey, that was a good throw. <laughs> Same, Same stroke. stroke. Oh, We're back, oh, baby. Oh, basketball, basketball. We got the fin. Hold on, we got the fin. We got the dorsal. Your putt. Basketball. Going right to the putt. You want the vortex? Oh, yeah. He'll drain these. Oh, Jesus, Pretty destructive. Pretty destructive. <laughs> Good whistle, though. Fucking vortex. Good. Stuck Look, my, Bruce is staying on the other side now. That's smart. <laughs> All right, Bruce. Here you go, Bruce. Here's the deal, Bruce. You make one of these four putts. 
10 people win $500 because Bruce Braun is an absolute dog on the putting green. Last time he tried this, he won one of one. He's locked in with the last. That's going Brucey Woods. That a baby, Bruce. Go. <laughs> Ten people, $500, because Bruce is an ace on the green. What a putt. What a day. Happy Feel Good Friday to everybody. Let's enjoy the hell out of championship weekend. Hell yeah. Big thank you to Rappaport for joining us, Kirk Herbshee for joining us, and for A.J. Hawk, doing phenomenally all week. Way to go, Hawk. <laughs> Ty and Connor, maybe the Toxic Table's best week yet. Hell yeah. Fun week. How about a good it? week. Oh, nope. We'll do it next week. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was going to make a bird call. If there was anybody on the 5 RNG phone lines, there's nobody on the line. Mitt, oh, get him off. Yep. Mitt kicked him off the line. He loves doing it. We will definitely go back to that on Overreaction Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 1 432 3663 or 1 the number four. We'll see you all on Overreaction Monday. Tone Diggs, great week. Everybody in the back, fantastic work as always. Mick, great work back on the phone lines. I appreciate you saving us about two hours here because yep. I would have felt obligated to answer a few of those calls. To everybody else in our lives, thank you all so much. We will see you on Overreaction Monday when we know who the two teams will be that will be vying to have their names in the record books forever. Hell yeah. Who will win their championships and represent their conferences? in the Super Bowl. We'll talk about it on Monday. See you then. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. Goodbye.